time has come. Execute Order 66. Yes, my lord. Hey everybody, this is Bat Fans Without Pants and Socks and a 52-inch Waist, and that's it, right, Tim? That's it for now. <laughs> yeah, decided to go on to anything else. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, before we run out of time, <laughs> we, I mean, we, we have like one minute to get this done, so uh, this podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network. But going back to our name, uh, I was thinking we should... Um, we should just revamp our name, not use Bat Fans Without Pants at all. We should just like Bat Fans Door Doorknob. <laughs> Bat Fans Door. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something random, yeah. Uh, but Bat Fans Come next year. is such a classic. <laughs> it's grown. To yeah, well, I mean, look, it's September already. So we got to start thinking about this, these kind of things because it's very, very important that we change our name every year. We either add something or something gets changed or different with the name every year, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we shouldn't announce anything, but we should just, I mean. We should like open we have up anything, some suggestions. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was going to say, like, we have anything to announce to anybody. <laughs> you know, making it sound more important than we are. But hey, it's big uh, I think we should just start brainstorming about names. It has to be just be random, stupid, and, you know, just stuff like that. Because that's what makes it the best. Random, stupid things. <laughs> well, have you listened to this podcast lately? Tim? It's, it's, it's random and stupid. So, yeah. But guess what episode number we're on? Uh, I have it right in front of me. 66. Yes. So you know what that means. We're executing podcast 66. <laughs> <laughs> it's had to do it, Tim. It's not I mean, gonna lie, I've been waiting to do that ever since episode one. <laughs> I've been counting down the episode. To wow! Episode so, one. so I want you to go back to uh, our first episode and check the check out the date on that episode, and try to see how many years you've waited to say that. Oh, I know. Our first episode was in like April 2012, so over two okay. years. <laughs> yeah, over two years you've been waiting to do that. But hey, at least you know. Your dream was fulfilled. That's that's uh that's our main goal, you know. As bad fans is to fulfill Make, dreams. Hey, dreams come. You know true. what? Bad fans, dream fulfillers. Yeah. That, there you go. That, that one sounds good, right? That does have a nice ring to it. <laughs> um, but anyway, speaking of uh, Star Wars, and um, you know, just other things like that, um. What do you think about these new pictures? You finally get to see the X-Wing. I mean, it's just like an aerial shot or something. Yeah. It looks like a drone took a picture of it. It was a drone, actually. <laughs> oh, it was? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even those set photos that are, aren't the closest shots, but you're just seeing X-Wings, and then today you're seeing extras and costumes, X-Wing pilots. It, that alone is enough to get me excited and all pumped up for it. I mean, this, uh, I like the X-Wing too, the new color, the black and gold X-Wing. It looks really cool. I mean, I can't wait to see the official shots for it where it's nice and clear and we'll probably see the nice paint on there, <laughs> the different color of it. So yeah, it, it got me pumped up even though there was this uh, 
just fan photos really and nothing officially but anything star wars related where you just get your sneak peek at new stuff just that gets me all giddy (laughs) (laughs) so so what if that picture is just like a a huge fake and somebody (laughs) in his backyard up on his roof taking a picture of i mean he built a model of that entire area in that picture I mean, that guy has have a lot of time on his hands. Great, <laughs> the Falcon, a half-finished Falcon. I think like three X-wings and pay people to dress up in costumes. <laughs> so, so you're excited? I oh, take yeah. it. <laughs> take me back to the prequel days where we see these like leaked set images before, like like right when the film just started filming. Just like any new pieces of Star Wars, again, just man, just gets you more pumped up. Or at least for me, yeah. it does anyway. I know some people don't like to see that and just kind of wait to see it officially, or even just wait till the movie comes out. But uh, I need this stuff to get me excited, <laughs> just to help me get through the long wait we're gonna have to go through toward December eighteenth, twenty fifteen. At least it's only like one year, Tim. At least for, it's not two. You know, yeah, no. three months from now, we'll be saying just one year till Episode Seven. That's gonna be a big uh, milestone, really, <laughs> for the camera. Yeah. It's almost to the date, right? Today's the 12th, by the way, uh, 9-12-14. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you're excited, Tim, and I'm glad you're all giddy because, I mean, I, I've i been listening to podcasts re- recently. I started again because, you know, I've just been too busy to listen to podcasts. But, man, like, I don't know how, how like, other podcasters and, – and I'm not only talking about the Batman Universe podcast. I'm talking about, like, podcasts in general. I don't know how how they have so much energy, man. <laughs> like, 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 how do they? I mean, it's like they're shot out of the cannon, like right in the beginning, and that and it just increases as the podcast goes on for like an hour. Like, maybe they all drink Red I, Bulls <laughs> before each show. <laughs> yeah, or it's either that, or I mean, because when we record this podcast, it's usually the Friday before the podcast comes out or goes on to the Batman universe net and it's it's friday afternoon for me it's friday night for tim i i just got home from work you just referenced and, the 311 song by the way just throwing that out there <laughs> friday afternoon what's, uh, <laughs> you nerd tim <Yeah. laughs> but i mean it's it, yeah it's friday afternoon i just came home from work you know um i was so excited to come here and do this uh you know getting in the car leaving work and then my girlfriend calls me i have to go to the bank i'm already on the highway and i have to turn around Uh, i drive 20 minutes in the opposite direction stand a long ass freaking bank line because it's friday afternoon (laughs) yeah especially was it close to like the closing time because that's when the line's really long (laughs) yeah it was about 4 45 my time do they close at five? <laughs> they close at five thirty. Yeah, yeah, so it's still forty-five minutes. Yeah, and it's the it's the uh, Navy Federal Credit Union. Uh, there's only two here, so it was pretty packed. <laughs> if, if you can, if you can believe me, but we should have just uh, called it from there, and we could have done the podcast while you're at the bank. <laughs> you could have reenacted the beginning to the Dark Knight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how these these podcasters have like so much energy i mean i i hear you on other podcasts tim and like you're all right i mean you have energy but you don't have a lot of it where it's annoying (laughs) um but 
Yeah, I just, I just don't know how these people have so much energy because, I mean, so, maybe they do it on the weekend or something. Yeah, I know a lot of them do. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the passion they have for it, too, whether the stuff they're talking about. They so what, you're it. saying I'm not passionate, Tim? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> wrong. exactly what I'm saying. Tim. You'd rather go to the bank and... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a fan of I, banks. Uh, yes, <laughs> than do this podcast. I'm a fan of long lines at the bank yeah. <laughs> on a Friday afternoon after everybody's done with work and they want to deposit their check. The truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm just saying, maybe this is like the thing that some people just look forward to the most, where they just can't can't wait. And it's like, oh, like, like their whole week, this is what they look yeah. forward to? Oh. Well, I mean, it doesn't I, help that we talk. I mean, we text each other. Yeah, we or talk I about text you. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe maybe I should stop texting you. It's <laughs> all like, so, like so on Friday afternoon. To talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like Friday afternoon, I'm like, hey Tim, guess what I did this week? I, you know, went to the bank. I stood in line, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't handle that. It'd be much too hurt to not hear from you throughout the week. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you have to tell me about the new X wings and stuff, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Good for them, I guess. Yes. You know, those other podcasters. Like like uh, Kroz from uh, the Batman Universe podcast. How does that guy have so much energy? Because every time he's on this show, he's always like, hey, guys, this is Kroz. You know, I um, I saw The Dark Knight Rises for the fourth time. I just <laughs> thought it was a really – but, like, on, on the Batman Universe podcast, he's shot out of a cannon. I mean, he's like like, – like he – he he drank a bunch of you know Red Bull or something, or like those Rockstar Energy drinks, you know. Us. We take we take his enthusiasm down. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say say is, I'm just exhausted, man. So, <laughs> so like if I if I sound like I'm I'm uh, exhausted, it's because I am. <laughs> Let's change that for this episode. What are we moving on to next, Dane? Tell us. Oh, we're moving on to our Dark Knight Rises minute-by-minute commentary stuff thing. It sounds so great. Aren't you pumped for this, Tim? You think I was pumped about those uh, leaked Star Wars pictures? (laughs) Looking forward to this minute of Dark Knight Rises got me more excited. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So for this... I can't do this, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Um... So for this episode, we're going from minute 28 to 21. This is a new era of this commentary. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new era. So um, Mark this episode down. Yeah. and just you know, Episode 66. Every time I say that, i got to say it in Palpatine's voice. Yeah. And you, and you have to disfigure your face really creepily. <laughs> and I'll put a robe on and cover my face. Oh, yeah. And speaking of disfiguring yourself really creepily... Uh, you apparently fell down a bunch of stairs, Tim. Well, yeah. So, so, so tell me what happened. Like, a bunch of h- stairs. How does that happen? <laughs> That's what I want. It's just stupid. I I'm going to blame it on my phone. I was walking okay. up the stairs, looking at my phone. Obviously, I <laughs> missed a step or something or tripped over my own TV because the next thing you know, I'm falling down and I tumble a few down a couple of steps. Not a whole flight of stairs, but they're like, four or five steps and then it pretty much just made my legs super like sore and just like, real tight where I didn't want to limit my walking to the bare minimum so like the last few days I haven't been like 
spinning on a chair and in bed, not walking down those same stairs, like, uh, which prevented me from going to the comic shop when I wanted to, which <laughs> is going to affect the end of the show a little bit, but uh, it's so stupid how it happened. I was out of nowhere, it's like, ah! <laughs> so, so you were at your house? Yeah. And, and you fell on the stairs that you've been walking down for how long now? Oh, a few years now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, my brother, we all know, did you fall down the stairs? I'm like, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's all right. I don't need any help. <laughs> so, did you break anything? I didn't break anything. This, and I think, before, like a few days after, I would still like uh, walk down the stairs, even though it would hurt. I was like, I'd be like maybe stressing it too much, but I should have not been walking so much right away, and then it kind of made it a little worse, I think. So, like the last few days, it's like not going down the stairs and just limiting my walking to like going to the bathroom or something did you go to the doctor no because i just figured oh, it's just sore it'll it'll heal up but it's starting yeah. to feel better now so like it's, it's an annoyance right now it's how i'm just more mad at how stupid i am for tripping <laughs> over nothing and just over myself tripping over yourself <laughs> yeah i mean if you didn't break anything i mean there's really nothing the doctor can do exactly yeah i mean it's, it's kind of like my um my uh you know what i was telling you this but maybe i'll just tell listeners um we had the hurricane here right the quote-unquote hurricane it was sunny most of the day by the way um and the power went out for no reason it just went out uh but luckily we had food and everything right maybe you should put a warning out there because it's gonna get a little uh Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a little <laughs> gruesome. So if you don't, if you if you're really sensitive about that kind of thing, you might want to skip this part. But uh, so so it's nighttime. I'm holding a flashlight, and I'm trying to cut an apple on a cutting board. So I'm cutting the apple, and then I put the knife down on the cutting board, and it falls off the cutting board and hits my leg. Or hits my ankle, like right on the the bone, right? <laughs> I'm like, ouch, that, freak, that hurt. And so I pick it up, and I, you know, start cutting the apple again, and I'm eating it as I'm, this is the part I didn't tell you, I'm eating the apple as I'm cutting it, or at least some pieces. Like I'm, So I'm eating the apple, I'm cutting the apple, and all of a sudden, like, I feel like a wetness underneath my foot, mm-hmm. on, on both my feet, actually. And I look down, I point the point the flashlight down, and I'm in a puddle of blood. <laughs> what happened was I dropped the knife, it hit a vein, and uh, you know, I picked up the knife and then I was cutting the apple. What I didn't realize until I got home was that my blood was going on the apple. And I was oh. eating the bloody apple. <laughs> I don't think you told me that far. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I looked down at the cupboard. I mean, there, there's just blood like all over my lower cupboard. There's blood all over the ground. And it's just bad. I start feeling lightheaded. Uh, I start feeling thirsty. And uh, luckily, my girlfriend was home. So went to the hospital. All they did was uh, put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> Oh and gave me a tetanus shot for seventy dollars now. Seventy dollars. Well, at least you got um, the shot. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that guess so, but, I mean, 
I don't know when the last time I got a tetanus shot. So, so yeah, that's the, that is the story about how I lost a bunch of blood, uh, and went to the hospital and they just put a bandaid on it. <laughs> yeah, those are our injury updates. <laughs> yeah, this episode. That's a new segment we're gonna have. <laughs> So, so, so is your ankle okay now, or is it, or your leg, or what? It hurts a little bit, but it's feeling, it's definitely getting better. So, I plan on going down the stairs tomorrow. <laughs> so, so how have you been getting food and stuff? Yeah, oh, that's what family's for. Get my oh. brother to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're talking to rises minute. So we're going from minute twenty to twenty-one. So just get your media ready, and I'm gonna give the countdown. So, um. Tim, are you ready? I'm all set. All right. Three, two, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it set, do you? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> You're just going to start right at the beginning. I'm just going to start. <laughs> I guess I can't do that. If you want to start all the way over, all right. man, <laughs> we can go back. No, no, <laughs> we've come too far already. We've come way too far for that. But um, are you ready, Tim, now? <laughs> The questions right. are you. Yes, I am. All right. Three, two, one, hit play. Speaking of Dark Knight Riders, I could say I've been like Bruce Wayne with this cane and his hobbled leg. I should get one of those braces. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you can't beat anybody up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should uh, take into account or see if we'll make it to the part we were talking about last week where the cops bust in and she's all screaming. That's <laughs> all the commotion, but... I, think... I do not think so, Tim. <laughs> I think we're just going to get right to that point, and it's going to change. I remember when all the casting stuff was out for Dark Knight Rises, and found like the big one was Juno Temple for like a week or two. Like, oh, she's going to be Holly Robinson helping. Yeah. Oh, she's going to be just, like two scenes. Maybe <laughs> in Katrina. Yeah. Maybe uh, Katrina Falcone. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke rumor. <laughs> Man, I forgot all about that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Pointing the gun sideways. <laughs> Doesn't want to do it straight. And we're ending on the... No, we're not going to get there. The councilman munching up peanuts yes. or something. <laughs> yeah. So I guess on maybe next time. Next time we'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe. I mean, maybe there's a... Like that one minute is just them looking at stuff. <laughs> but anyway... Um, why don't you tell the good people at home about our future topic for this episode? All right, future topic. So I guess, you know, it's going to fit in with our episode 66 theme. Since episode, Order 66 was kind of an emotional part in the Star Wars saga, let alone in episode 3. So to tie in with that, wasn't intentional, I promise. Wow, but, what a segue, Tim. <laughs> we're going to be talking about, I guess, our favorite picks for their top emotional Batman moments, whether it was from tv series movies or comics whatever just anything that maybe for a little bit got us a little teary-eyed so uh, i'll let you go first dane what's your first pick but try not to cry <laughs> um hmm, what am i gonna pick uh definitely something from batgirl i mean not batgirl <laughs> that just makes me want to cry <laughs> well i i would have thought you were talking about uh, the stephanie brown brian q miller batgirl so <laughs> Oh yeah, not not that one. Uh, Bad Woman. So so I'm probably gonna pick. Um, uh, I'm probably gonna pick the scene where uh, 
where Kate comes out to her dad. Or she doesn't really come out. She's kind of outed. But, uh, yeah, th- th- I mean, it wasn't sad. It was just like, oh, that's, that's really nice that, you know, he wasn't giving her, giving her any crap for being gay or anything. I just thought that was a nice scene. I mean, it didn't make me cry or anything, but. It got the emotional impact. Yeah. It hit you, though. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you know, she she was at West Point, and unfortunately she got kicked out because, you know, the don't ask, don't tell thing. And, you know, she uh, she has to go back to her dad. And, like, I mean, her dad was a career military guy. And I thought when I first read that that he was going to be like, you know, for one thing, you got kicked out of the, you know, you got kicked out of the military or the West Point. And you're gay, so just get out. But it that didn't turn turn out to be the case, and you know he ended up helping her. And then something happened. Spoiler alert, Tim. So <laughs> I won't give away the spoiler. And it's just so sad that they're not even talking anymore. Or sorry, when I left off, they weren't talking. <laughs> it's just real sad that they're not talking anymore because, I mean, if you had asked me when when uh, LG first started. If, if you know, they weren't going to be together, I would have said, you know, you're full of it. So it's just really sad. So you were going with the comic round first, but big yeah. surprise. I'll go ahead and get my obvious ones out of the way from the animated series round. <laughs> I got a few. First one is one you've probably heard me talk about before, but it's the ending shot and scene from Appointment in Crime Alley where after the long night Batman had trying to keep his appointment with Leslie to go to the spot to remember the death of his parents. And when he finally gets there, she says that line, this used to be a good, like a good part of town. Once good people lived here and Batman says good people still live in crime alley. And then that's it. Here's the awesome music playing. Just kneels down, puts the roses on the sidewalk where his parents died, just stares at it silent. And Leslie comes and just puts his arm around him, like puts his head on his shoulder. And then the, part that makes the ending where it just fades into the old picture we saw earlier in the episode where it's the young Bruce where Leslie's hugging him, consoling him after the night his parents died. It's perfect direction and just great emotional way to end that episode. And this again drives home the point. Like I always say what Batman's all about and why he does that. It just that ending sequence could have be done any better. And it just it pokes at the heartstrings a little bit. I think still to this day if you were to watch that. Did you cry at him? I've yet to cry, but it's like you just think, oh man, like Poor Batman. <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> Did you cry man tears? What are man tears? <laughs> are they different from regular tears? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> so, I mean, there's tons of ones you could probably pick from the animated series, but I won't go through all of them. But there's oh, a thank God, because we'd be here for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few had any. I don't want to take any, all of the animated series ones. So, but another one that always sticks out to me was not necessarily Batman the Animated Series, but the whole DC Animated Universe and the Justice League Unlimited and the epilogue episode. That moment where Amanda Waller is telling Terry about how, like, what kind of bat- person Batman really is. That moment he waits with Ace when she knows she's dying, Batman knows she's dying, and then she just like she starts crying. She just asks, asks him to wait with him, and then he does and just puts his hand out for her to hold it. And then you, see, you don't see it happen, but then you see like her, her illusions I was she creating fading away and to see Batman carrying her dead body out there and, I mean for an animated show like again it's intended for kids we all know that but it's not necessarily a kids cartoon show for them to do something like that I thought was pretty powerful I mean it just 
in anything. It doesn't have to be animated. Even if it's like a live action show and that happened, it's still. But I think maybe since it wasn't an animated series, you weren't expecting something like that. So it was pretty powerful. And I just love the fact that there's something with Batman interacts with small children that I think this brings adds another depth to the character because he, he's with the children the way like he not is with anyone else, I think, because the tragedy that happened to him as a child. So he has that sympathy, I think, for small children too. So those are my two animated series picks that I'll get out of the way and go to some other stuff. But <laughs> anything from you on the animated front? Yeah, I'm going to go obvious on this one uh, because I just remember it so clearly. Um, but, but it's the uh, the end of um, the Mr. Freeze episode <laughs> when he's in the cell. I mean, that, that was like the first time I realized that villains could be tragic you know, sure, yeah. Because yeah, he's a bad guy and he's fighting Batman, and, you, and you're hoping that you know Batman can outsmart him. He does, but over the course of the episode, you see where Mister Freeze became Mister Freeze, and then it's just that last scene. You just feel so bad for the guy. I mean, he's a villain. He's done some bad things, but you just feel so bad for him. You know? Yeah, even that whole episode really. There's moments in there where you can probably feel that way. Even where you actually see him become Mr. Freeze with the action, that's pretty powerful too. <laughs> where you, you just see his hand like going up against the glass, yeah. and just, like screaming to his wife, Nora, Nora. And that voice is so perfect. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like the perfect voice casting. It's right there. very chilling. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Bring the pun. <laughs> uh, you, you just had to ruin a good moment, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was not only one of the saddest moments in the animated series, but uh, one of the more like I want to say like educational because like I did before that I, I didn't know that. Uh, I mean, this is obviously b- before I saw Star Wars, but I didn't know that a, a villain. I mean, I, I thought a villain was just evil, just an evil person that just did bad things. I didn't know that they could be a good person who lost their way, you know, along their way. And, you know, unintentionally, because I think out of all the villains, Mr. Freeze unintentionally became a villain. You know, yeah. he, he wasn't, he didn't set out to become this bad, evil man. He he set out to save his wife and he couldn't do that. And, you know, just his frustration led him to become this villain. And he, he, he's an unintentional villain, you know? And he just wanted revenge too. So it comes to that point where if he actually did succeed and kill Ferris Boyle, he maybe could have just ended it right there and not do any other crimes, but not doing it led to more encounters with Batman and all that stuff. So he kept leading that way of the life of crime and all that. So who knows what happened if he actually did succeed in his revenge, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I remember specifically thinking, how does a good person, I mean, Mr. Freeze was a good person. He was just a regular guy, right? Yep. And how did this regular guy become such an evil person? It's, it's, it's the same thing with, you know, the first time I saw, I saw Breaking Bad. You know, I mean, Walter White is just a regular guy, and then he becomes this drug lord by the end. And it's the same thing with Mr. Freeze. You know, he was just a normal guy, 
And all of a sudden, something happened. I mean, of course, his wife. And, you know, how did, how did he become so evil in such a short time? I mean, I, I just remember asking myself that. And, like, I could never find the answer. So. Yeah, that's one of those things, like you said, maybe you didn't know at the time that like, villains could be that way, but those kind of make the best villains when the story's told, right? You get characters like Mr. Freeze and, and told like that. So, yeah, I mean, even though it is an obvious choice, you can go with that one, but how can you not pick that one? It's one of the most emotional Batman moments out there. <laughs> yeah, and one of the saddest, yeah. I would say. Uh, I'll say it again. It's like the whatever... I mentioned Batman to my mom. All she thinks is like Mr. Freeze. That one episode, <laughs> that one scene. <laughs> like, oh, I, I just get sad thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on for me anyway from the animated front. Um, even though, like I said, I can bring out more Robin's Reckoning, the Mask of the Phantasm stuff in there. So, <laughs> but like you said, we don't want to be here four hours. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go on to the movie front now, where I'm going to go for a scene in Batman Begins where. I guess you can kind of say two, but they kind of lead into one moment that uh, I think is a really nice moment and kind of gets me a little bit just with some of the dialogue. But Batman Begins, there's that scene after uh, Bruce's parents' funeral. You see him in the window. Then Alfred comes and asks him if he wants anything to eat. And then Bruce starts crying, saying, it was my fault. And, oh, yeah, that's a perfect scene. And Alfred says, no, yeah. it's not. But that's not actually the moment I'm thinking of, but that plays into the moment that gets me. And it's just one line of dialogue, but I just think it's... it's really plays into the relationship between Alfred and Bruce. It's where Rachel goes burned down Wayne Matter. Alfred and Bruce are going down the elevator to the Batcave. Then Alfred asks him, or Bruce is saying, I failed. Like, how could this happen and all that? And Alfred says, why do we fall? And then Bruce says the line, this is the line that gets me. This goes, you've never given up on me. And then Alfred goes, never. But this how Bruce says, you've never given up on me. Just like, this shows that father-son relationship and how Alfred just really treats him like a son. Or this would be there for, no matter what Bruce does with his life, Alfred is, Alfred is always going to be there for him. It just adds a real emotional impact to the relationship and then plays it even to what happens in Dark Knight Rises <laughs> with that moment they have where Alfred leaves and then at the gravesite where Alfred's crying and saying that he failed the Waynes, thinking Bruce was dead. But I think it all goes back to that one line Bruce says, you've never given up on me. I just, I just love that line. I don't know. I've, I, I found it to be... No offense to you, Tim, or anybody else that thought that that moment was good, but I thought that moment in the elevator was a little forced. Really? With yeah. what, uh, Bruce or with Alfred, or both of them? Uh, both of them. Really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get it in the context of things, but I don't know. I just I just thought it was uh, <laughs> a little forced. It. You got to watch it again now that you have my perspective. Maybe you'll feel differently about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Just as long as you... Re- you reread the the killing joke. Oh, well, that's not gonna be an issue for me. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna ask me to reread Scott Snyder's uh, Batman Annual. <laughs> <It's been Yeah. laughs> um, so I guess we're going with movies then for this for this um this time around. Uh, I'm gonna go with The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, when when Bruce takes the the um the bomb, the neutron bomb, out into the ocean mm-hmm. and it explodes. Because he's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you get a sense that he's dead. Uh, I I believed it. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I'm just I did a, a bit too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, 
I was just really, really sad. I just remember being really, really sad. I was like, wow. I mean, Christopher Nolan really, really killed off Bruce. I mean, I didn't think he, I didn't think he would, but he did. And, you know, I just believed it. And the payoff, and I'm glad it wasn't a cutaway, <laughs> was <laughs> oh. uh, seeing Bruce in the, in the cafe in yeah. Paris or wherever at, wherever they're at. So, yeah, I'm going to pick that moment. That's a good one, too. I, I know people, I've heard people, Batman fans, have actually did shed some tears <laughs> during that moment. Well, I didn't shed tears, too. Yeah, but, but I'm saying that, that <laughs> fact that a lot of people, even maybe more yeah. than uh, did on us. But, yeah, totally get that one. Like I said, that whole ending sequence I played, like I mentioned before, with Alfred in the graveyard, and then even uh, but seeing that statue on there with, like, Gordon's... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and that blue... Um the blue uh piece of cloth i like that you know it's covering the statue oh, yeah. it off yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh even more emotional than the, than the scene that i just mentioned was was uh well for me anyway is the um uh the, the joseph gordon levin part where he's walking through the bat cave and all of a sudden the the ground moves and it oh, lifts him yeah. up oh man that was I was like, yes. So, so the Batman is gonna go on. Yeah. You know, Bruce didn't give it up. He's not gonna kill it. You know. Not perfect in that last shot too, like to end the movie, like just to finish oh, with man. the title too. <laughs> it's like no talking or anything. It doesn't need to explain anything. It's just like that. Just that thing just rises, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah. Because I'm sure, like, other movies could have been where they actually show him suit up, and like that's where it ends. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, well, that would have been too much. Yeah. That would have been, you know, Schumacher-ish. Yeah. <laughs> now let's pick some emotional scenes from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <laughs> I cried through the whole thing, Tim, because I couldn't believe how bad my my uh, my favorite superhero had become. <laughs> you mean you didn't cry and feel sympathy for Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze like you did in the animated series? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I couldn't believe how bad they destroyed that character. <laughs> <laughs> or seeing him fall into the ice coolers <laughs> the way he did in that movie compared to the animated series one <laughs> unfortunately no okay, I always bust up laughing That's I mean you bust up laughing pretty much through the whole movie but that scene of actually seeing his somewhat origin <laughs> Mr. Free this how they're trying to be like the animated series this how yeah it's, it, it's like over campy yeah it's like no way what are you ever going to picture Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a scientist just <laughs> 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 that right there takes it away was well, just like um, Denise Richards in Goldeneye oh yeah no uh, <laughs> she plays like a nuclear physicist or yeah. like an astrophysicist or something it's like how do you how can you believe that? It had like a weird name. It was it like Christmas Jones or something like that? Yeah, something weird. Well, I mean, all of the uh, the Bond girls do like Money Penny. Yeah, that's not too common. And the girl from uh, Casino Royale, she had a weird name too, right? No, I haven't actually seen any of the more recent Bond movies. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Uh, you should watch uh, Casino Royale. They're all good, especially Casino Royale, though. But well, see, so you can skip the second one. The second one really didn't make any sense. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Skyfall is good, though. Yeah, I heard that one's good. But... Yeah, yeah, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how much of a Bond guy, but <laughs> I did like. I, the only reason I really watched uh, the Pierce Brosnan early James Bond movies because of the '64 game, Goldeneye. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that game. I played the game first before I saw the movie. That was amazing. Oh man, the game's got all the environments and levels, yeah. just like the movie. <laughs> yeah, but that game, if if you have a couple of friends that can come over, yeah, then they have their own N sixty four controller. <laughs> That is one of the best games to play with your friends. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how much <laughs> I played that. The bad thing about that was you could cheat because you could look at the other person's screen. Yeah. You could be like, hey, they're right there. You so, had to go on the honor system. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one? like today where, you know, you have the internet. No way. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting too happy. We're still on the emotional. Yeah, no, we got to cry. Yeah. We got to cry here. <laughs> I was trying to think of stuff from the Burton movies, but can't say nothing really sticks out to me as like a big emotional impact moment. I don't know. Anything for you that comes out or sticks out to you? Oh, let me see. Uh, how about that? Uh, the Christmas girl falling from the roof. <laughs> I'm just more asking, why is Batman just standing there? <laughs> and then he moves when she falls off. <laughs> Um, like, no, not like, really. I mean, I can't think of anything. I mean, I guess maybe seeing Penguin's parents dump him into the sewer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Day. I mean, that would be the only thing, yeah. right? Yeah, and even, I mean, you can also say the uh, Bruce's parents murdered that whole sequence, but then again, it's just one scene you never had a, you never saw Bruce or his parents any time before that, that just there to be seen to get murdered and showing what happened so you didn't get any emotional connection with them beforehand so yeah I don't know hmm. the Burton movies aren't going to be known for their emotional impact on us anyway <laughs> oh not really yeah. uh, man, I'm just trying to think I mean there has to be at least one <laughs> and I guess Penguin's parents dumping him in the in the sewers is that Catwoman getting pushed out, or Selena Kyle being pushed out of a window. <laughs> oh, she comes back. Yeah. <laughs> she gets revenge. Don't so. wait to. Yeah. <laughs> or how about uh, Max Shrek sticking, or his son Chip sticking up for him at the beginning, where he, t- uh, he tells his dad to run. <laughs> dad, go. Dad, go. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, Mac? Uh... <laughs> what about Shrek's hair? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sad. <laughs> no, it's it's just pretty funny, really. <laughs> well, that guy's nose at the campaign office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> penguin bites it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that was one of the grossest scenes. <laughs> I mean, like for one thing, he eats a raw fish, and I don't know about you, but I hate I I don't like all seafood. I uh, ate it. I was forced to eat it when I was young. That's why I don't like seafood now. Uh, but he eats it raw, and you can see it all over his face. Yeah. And then he bites that guy's nose off. Yeah. <laughs> just gross. But it's reaffirming that there's not too many emotional impact moments in there. <laughs> no, there <laughs> isn't. <laughs> so I'm gonna move on to some comic ones for. Oh, oh, and also that's why McDonald's didn't give away the toys. That. Oh well. <laughs> well, one of the reasons. I got mine beforehand, so before they oh. took them out. <laughs> I think I still. I think I got all of them. Really? Yeah, I remember I, I tried to get all of them. Yeah. You kept them? Yeah. Mm. I had the toys and the cups. So the cups, I know I got all of them. Man, if you have to move, Tim, in the future, like, let's say you move out. I already did twice. <laughs> packing oh, all that stuff, so yeah. You must have, like, I mean, you know, like, how you can get the small U-Hauls? Mm. You must have to get the extra large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an RV U-Haul. <laughs> 
and, and that just barely fits all your merchandise and <laughs> all, all, all your toys and stuff yeah it just barely fits it and like all your clothes and stuff you just throw them in plastic bags and garbage bags and just put them in the front seat <laughs> that's pretty much what i did on the last move i did oh wow <laughs> Uh, but I don't regret any of it, though. <laughs> I would rather do that than yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I'll go on to my comic picks. This okay. one, of course, you can pick a bunch of them, but I'm just going to go one, I guess, more recently in one past that kind of stuck with me. And the first one I'll go with was from uh, Identity Crisis, actually, where that's the moment where Tim Drake's dad gets killed by Captain Boomerang. Just leading up to that whole part where like he's pretty much talking to Tim, and Tim is like, saying i'll be there i'll be there i'm coming i'm coming and same thing with batman too and then you get to the point where he gets into the house but he's too late and he just sees his dad been impaled by that boomerang and there's that one shot that just kind of always stuck out to me where tim Drake is like that shock crying look on his face but batman's there kind of consoling him holding him and it's like he could barely you only just like see his face and his leg and it's like batman's holding him like keeping him just being there for him really and just that image really stuck out to me when I read it, and then as I was thinking of stuff, I just went back to look at it again. Yeah, it still resonates the same way. Just a very powerful image, really. I guess more image-wise than the actual event happening. Just seeing that look on his face, the way Batman's there. I just, just Batman showing again, like he is the father figure still to Tim Drake as Robin at, at that moment. So that's one that stuck out to me uh, for more of the recent ones. And then. Another past comic, and I'm going back to Good Old Reliable for stuff that had an impact me, impact on me as a kid. The Until Legend of the Batman in the last. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Nightfall. <laughs> so that's that's Old Reliable number two, I'd say. <laughs> but in the last uh, page of that of the first part of that story, uh, actually in the beginning, Bruce says a line where he's talking about his parents. He says. He was talking about as a kid, like that was the last time I've shed a tear about my parents' death, and I've, I haven't since. And then, but as he's like retelling, because he's sharing his origin stories, like this is actual stories telling the origin of him to comic readers. That's myself as a kid. So you're getting the history of Batman and Bruce Wayne as a kid. So you're seeing what he's been through, the way he lost his parents, what he had to go through to train as Batman, and someone is doing because the point of the story someone sent his dad's costume to him all torn to shreds like this destroying like the last piece he has of his father and at the very last page he's going to try to find the person who's doing this so he hops into the batmobile and there's because it's the audio tape i had of this too and the narrator is kind of wrapping up the story and he says uh the moment where batman said he hasn't shared a single tear for his parents he was right until now and then just the last page is a panel of batman driving the batmobile you just see a tear kind of rolling down his eyes that always stuck with me seeing batman cry you don't see that very often but <laughs> it was done in not in a like cheesy or corny way because you just read this whole first issue of seeing what bruce's went through as a kid losing his parents and like i said going beating training as batman just everything that led up to that and just knowing that there's a part of him that again going back to why he does all this the memory of his parents is that it just affects him so greatly it just I don't know, you just can't get up with a little emotional that he still feels that way and that as tough and <laughs> as dark as the character can be, seeing him shed that tear as he's reflecting on all that, on his past and his parents and stuff, it's still, uh, I guess it gets to me a little bit <laughs> when I look at that. Like, on the human level, you know, how this emotional character he really is and just how, what an awful thing he went through. Like, even though it's years past and he's doing what he does as Batman, it's that's hurt and that pain he has from seeing his parents death is 
just gets to him and you can't hold back the tears all the time which was kind of different and unique for me to see as a young batman fan to see batman shed a tear so that one still resonates with me also to this day i know you gave your comic one already <laughs> earlier yeah. but did you have any other ones that you can think of compromise mm. so technically you gave batwoman but <laughs> on a batwoman yeah front. yeah i gave batwoman so so i'm gonna say um i can't remember what uh series it was in i think it was uh tech uh, with Harvey, um, uh, and Jane Doe. Jane Doe pretends oh, yeah, to be cool. that um, that psychologist yeah. lady, mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, she hooks up with 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 Harvey. And at the end, and you you know you figure out that it's is not the the psychologist. It's Jane Doe, and that Harvey has like. Like this perfect line, it's like so. So there's not. I mean, I can't remember what it, what exactly it was, but it was something to the effect of, so is is there anything between us? And then she kind of just shuts him down, and I yeah. felt so so bad for Harvey in that moment. And like, oh man, I just felt bad for the guy because like he he almost fell in love, and like um, it's it, it's. It's kind of like you can see like that lovable loser in Harvey. Mm. And it's just like, oh, man, he's taking it really hard. And he does take it really hard. Yeah. Because you yeah, have to read the issue. You see that it actually made him a better person, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Mentioned something like that where like you made me a better person and like all for nothing now. Yeah. So. That was a good one. Yeah. That. Yeah. And like, he, you know, he puts on the nice clothes and clone and stuff like that. It's just, oh man, I feel so bad for the guy, you know? I mean, yeah, he can be, you know, a real, a real pain in the butt, yeah. but. <laughs> you know, he's I, good at it. I don't yeah. Know. He, he's good hearted, but he's just that lovable loser. And, you know, it's just like, ah, uh, man, I, I almost feel like saying sorry to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry, boy. We're, you still got your readers with you. <laughs> there, there's a million fish in the sea, man. <laughs> I, it, it was almost like a, a friend that breaks up with his girlfriend, you know, or something. <laughs> it, it's what almost what it felt like, but it's just sad. And for for it to be a one shot issue too, and it builds all that up. That was yeah, like, yeah. Job, man. Now we just got to remember where was that? Bro? Was that what? Was it an annual or was it that gigantic? No, it wasn't the 900 issue because there was nothing good in that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll have to go look that up later. <laughs> no, no, I think it was just one shot. I don't think it was in an annual. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But yeah, unless you got anything else. I think that was pretty much my top picks anyway. But like I said, I can go on more and more animated <laughs> series-wise anyway. <laughs> but uh, Can't be here for two hours. Yeah. So, so we made it through without crying. <laughs> yeah. So so try tell tell me, uh, what is the saddest moment in Star Wars? Saddest moment in Star Wars? Yeah. I'm gonna go with um, see. Even though we're on episode 66, I'm not gonna go with the <laughs> Order 66. Even though that kid, it is pretty powerful to see all those Jedi getting gunned down by the clones, especially if you've seen Clone Wars. But Yeah, Plo Koon, man. Yeah. He died horribly. I'm going to go with the end of Revenge of the Sith with Anakin and Obi-Wan, the immolation scene, as it's mm. referred to, where 
Obi-Wan just telling Anakin, you were the chosen one, you were my brother, and then Anakin just yells out, I hate you, that line, and Obi-Wan replies uh, that I loved you, you were my brother, or he says, you were my brother, Anakin, I loved you, and then just slowly yeah. walks away, just in shock as he's walking away, like, I can't believe all this just happened. This is that great shot, too, as the R2 and 3PO get Padme on the ship, and they're flying away from Mustafar, and Obi-Wan just puts his, like, hands on his face just like oh i can't believe this just happened or like how did it come to this <laughs> so that whole ending sequence i'd say yeah for, for me i'm gonna go to episode one and i think you may know which scene i'm talking about it's uh the scene where anakin says goodbye to his yeah. mom <laughs> it's either uh, gonna be that or jar jar uh, stepping in the poodoo <laughs> oh yeah how did i forget that he got his feet dirty so sad <laughs> yeah yeah that was just a heartbreaking scene i mean you can kind of see why he's so insecure and why he you know he's so um he's so smothering <laughs> to to um to padme so i just love the music in that scene too it's oh how it yeah, it's yeah. The force theme. as he's walking by and you see quiet on there like a per perfect way to incorporate the music at that moment with a familiar and classic star wars theme yeah and the, the actress that plays me mm. oh man she she nails it yep she nails that part but oh now i'm depressed him <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway yeah so uh j- just let us know and you know who i'm talking to uh just let us know what what your guys' uh, saddest moment is, because I'm sure we missed some. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> On the Batman and Star Wars front, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both, I guess. Uh, but we can move on to some... You know, let's just blow through this news. I mean, the, the biggest news, of course, is the, the new Batmobile, and it looks huge. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it would look that big. I mean, it looks like a skinnier tumbler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost from the top. Uh, I think the shot makes it look a little bigger than it is because there's also been cause I think the reason we only got this picture is because leaked photos were coming out online when they were filming yeah and yeah. it gives you more perspective on it and I really like it. I think it looks pretty cool it's has the tumbler feel mixed with like classic Batmobile sleek look and a little of it the 89 mixed in there maybe when the like the cockpit view section but not a whole lot but I just like it because the Tumblr didn't look like a Batmobile. It was its own thing. It was the Tumblr. <laughs> this one looks like a, a Batmobile. And I, I think it reminds me a lot of the new Arkham Knight game one we're going to see, too. Yeah, it does. Except the Arkham Knight one looks um, just a little... I mean, maybe it's just the perspective, but it looks a little smaller. like Or a little more thin. Yeah. This one looks wide, like the Tumblr was yeah. wide. It's the wheels. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine parallel parking that thing? <laughs> that oh, my God. Park. But, Dan, can you believe, this may shock you, there's some controversy with this Batmobile. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> People are wondering why the Batmobile has guns in the front of it. <laughs> Batman doesn't use guns, so why does the Batmobile do I was like, come on, really? It's almost like I think there's people out there who just want this movie to fail no matter what, for whatever reason. They don't like, they didn't like Man of Steel, they don't like Zack Snyder, they don't like Ben Affleck, yeah. looking for anything. But anyone will know, any live-action Batmobile movie had guns. Maybe not the 66 Adam West Batman movie, but yeah. certain ones and the Tumblr. They had guns. And just because there's guns on there doesn't mean he's going to go driving down the street people. shooting people. Exactly. 
Well, I, I mean, I say this yeah. every time we get something new about Batman vs. Superman, where like, I shouldn't be surprised about some negativity, but again, I am. Because it's like, really? Yeah, can you call yourselves Batman fans if you say that? Because it's just, it's making you look ignorant as thinking that this is yeah. the first time a Batmobile has guns. I mean, think about that. I mean, I was thinking about this this week, like the, the whole negativity thing. I was thinking, like, let's say I was the head of Apple, right? Because I saw a lot of ha- Apple hate because they, yeah. they just showed off the new uh, watch and the iPhone. But um, I was just thinking about it, like, why do they need to do this? I mean, why do they need to subject themselves to it? If, I mean, if I was the head of Apple, if I was the CEO of Apple, I would close all the doors. I wouldn't let anybody. I mean, I know why they do it for promotion and stuff. But, I mean, you have loyal fans already. So what I would do is I would just close all the doors. I wouldn't say anything about anything and just, you know, here's the new iPhone and here's the new uh, uh, Apple Watch. Or it's the same thing with, you know, Zack Snyder and, you know, the Batman v Superman. It's like if I was Zack Snyder or the head of Warner Brothers, I wouldn't release a thing, you know. But then you get a bunch I, I wouldn't of other tell anybody about, about anything. That, though. <laughs> you... Yeah, well, let them complain. I mean, because we they're going to complain people. either way. And, yeah. you know, Zack Snyder doesn't have to do this. And he doesn't have to go through the hate, you know. Yeah. It's the same thing with Ben Affleck. You know, he it could have just been a quiet thing, you know. And, you know, maybe like a month before the movie came out, two years from now, he, he could have been, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm playing uh, Batman. And then the, people would add two months to hate and then go see the movie right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then people would just go see the movie. You know, you, you wouldn't have time to anticipate it and be like, oh, you know, Ben Affleck is going to suck as as Batman. You know, he's not going to be Batman. And the Tumblr, I mean, not the Tumblr, the Batmobile looks ugly. Or I don't like Wonder Woman's costume, you know, because it's too dark. It's not shiny, you know. It's like so. So if I was the head of Warner Brothers or if I was Zack Snyder, I I wouldn't tell anybody about anything. I would just block out the fans because you know they're only gonna hate on it, or at least the vocal, uh, quote unquote fans are gonna say something about it. And like people like you and me, we're gonna be like, oh, that's really that's really nice. We're gonna share our thoughts with each other, but we're not gonna be, you know, this is the most terrible design I've ever seen in my life. This movie's gonna suck. Ben Affleck's gonna suck. You know. Yeah. So so if I was Zack Snyder, I would just totally close close everything, close all the windows, don't tell anybody about anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> like even if he wanted to, you know that could never happen as far yeah, as Yeah, I mean it would never work. But, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I wonder if there's days where he actually does feel that way like uh, why did I put yeah. this out there like oh. Yeah, it's the same thing with Apple, you know. Mm-hmm. They got bashed for, you know, the design or whatever. And you know, people were hating on Twitter. And it's like, so, so why did you spend your time watching this thing exactly. if you hate it? Like, so, so if I was the head of Apple, if I was Steve Jobs, uh, like, well, Steve Jobs' dad, I don't know who took his place, but, um, like, I wouldn't tell anybody about anything. Like, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't give away anything, you know? I would just be like, okay, here's the iPhone, it's released today. Yeah, they almost did that, really, because it comes out, what, two weeks or next week or something? Yeah, but then they had to go through the whole process of, like, oh, this this camera has, you know, this, 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 and this. And, you know, th- this is a bigger screen, and this is how you do this. And it's just, it was the same thing with the watch, you know? So, like, I mean, I know why they do it for promotion, so they can sell more iPhones or watches or whatever they're selling. But, 
Like, if I was the head of Apple, I would just, like, here's the new iPhone, it's out today. Or here's the new watch, it's out today, you know? Yeah. I know, from when you're in that creative field point or field where you got to expose yourself to this, I guess you just develop or, I don't want to say get used to it, but you just got to have that attitude where, yeah, you know, there's going to be haters out there, but hopefully yeah. there's enough people where <laughs> okay, we'll like it and kind of appreciate what we're doing. Because I like to think that... The, whoever's complaining in particular the batman versus superman stuff that it's a vocal minority but this seems like you just hear more of that than the positive stuff i just oh this batmobile thing kind of shocked me the most because it just sent like they were looking for something to pick on when you know it's it's like i said it's you're showing ignorance when you're thinking this is the first batmobile to have a gun granted it's the first one yeah yeah i mean it is right in front maybe that's why people are viewing it that way but every batmobile in the movies have had this so it's like no big deal yeah you and know if what? he does shoot uh people with that it'll be rubber bullets honestly. <laughs> yeah you <laughs> he, know what he does love I, the dark knight returns so <laughs> that could be a i i don't like the batmobile anymore you know why because the tires are in the front <laughs> <laughs> well that's a valid reason because <laughs> it has it has windows on it <laughs> yeah. the, the door is open or the cockpit opens i don't like that <laughs> yeah it, it, there. It, it opens like a lamborghini they're just ripping off lamborghini <laughs> so no <laughs> but speaking of a more positive point i just can't wait to see this batmobile in action it looks really cool yeah i mean i gotta wait to see it in action but right now i think i'd probably put a little bit above the tumbler because it looks more like a batmobile than the tumbler. i want to see it move yeah like i mean not like a fan video of like a like a stunt guy driving it, sure. parking it off off the set, you know. Like I want to see like a trailer with it zooming past or something. I just wonder what it's going to be using for. Is it going to be for like his fight with Superman, or is it just going to be like when him and Superman are teamed up finally in the film, and that's how he's traveling with Superman? But I wonder if it's going to be in the fight he does with Superman, because that'd be something. If he is going to use those all those guns and weapons he has on there, if it's going to be to try to fight Superman, <laughs> so it should no, be. No, it's, it's it's probably going to be. Um, just to uh, drive it to the mailbox. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, he's not gonna turn around. He's just gonna, you know, back up when he's done, when he has his mail. Or maybe we'll be fortunate enough to see it drive up a wall like the Forever Batmobile <laughs> in the slowest shot ever. <laughs> uh, gotta throw in those other uh, classic Batmobiles in there where we're talking about new ones. <laughs> the Batmobile. Yeah, the. the Robin. <laughs> The nuclear generator engine Batmobiles. Yeah. It was funny when we were talking about this on Twitter, and then I said how it won't top the '89 Batmobile for me. And then Rob was all Rob said the tweet reply like, "Yeah, we'll have to wait to see this one in motion if it fell top it." Then you're all, "What are you talking? You guys talking about the '89 Batmobile has already been top Batman and Rob." <laughs> 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 I'm like you did not just say that. <laughs> you gotta admit that was a pretty sexy, sexy um, Batmobile, right? Now? <laughs> was that one the first one or the ice one he got later on? That, that has the, the ice game. one. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the uh, only thing is when I was to the Batman VIP tour. If only they unveiled the Batmobile, then I could have saw this one in person. That would have been awesome. <laughs> you'd have, you'd have brought a knife and slashed the tires. <laughs> Not to the new one. I'm talking about the new Batman. Oh, oh, the yeah. new one. I've been talking about the Batman and Robin. I one. did see that one. <laughs> oh, great! You can tell your kids you saw the Batman and Robin. One. Like, 
Okay, there's one picture. I got that one. Okay, there's the 89 Batmobile. 100 pictures. <laughs> you fill up your SD card or your, yeah. <laughs> your camera. <laughs> you don't have pictures for anything else. And Dustin is like, Tim, I give you free tickets to this thing for you to take pictures of the entire gallery. You took pictures. 5,000 pictures <laughs> of the 89 Batmobile. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> the only thing missing was me getting in the driver's seat. <laughs> it's too bad you could actually sit inside of it and know. take a picture. That would have been awesome. I know, especially since there was like a sneak peek of it and there weren't a lot of people there. Yeah. Got me in real quick in one quick photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. You you can check out the pictures of the of the Batmobile on uh, the Batman Universe, and you can check out the the actual studio picture of the Batmobile on the Batman Universe. So just go over to that. And uh, just moving on real quick, uh, Arkham Knight is going to come out on June second, twenty fifteen. So how many months do we have? Yeah, Three. Much, much later than I anticipated. Cause six, nine. They said uh, like early. Like January, February, when it originally got pushed back, like yeah. uh, again. Uh, <laughs> so now it just pushes back to the time where I need to get a new console. I mean, I want to get one beforehand, definitely, but where I have to get it now is I don't have to get one till June second. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have time uh, or a little more time to save up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe I can get yeah. two <laughs> by the time <laughs> this comes out. But yeah, it's uh, coming out for uh, PlayStation 4, Computer Entertainment System, and Xbox One. Um, See those collector's editions? One comes with the statue, one comes with the statue of the Batmobile. I think I get the uh, the Batman one. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. That's just, Batman looks like Hulk, for one yeah. thing. <laughs> he does. He looks like Hulk with a collar on. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I can see that. <laughs> And it's cheaper too. That one's that collector's edition's a hundred. The Batmobile one's two hundred. And I, like you said, rather have the Batman statue. Why is it two hundred? Maybe Does it roll around. Maybe it's just bigger. Yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. The Arkham Knight limited edition will include custom art book, eighty page full color art book showcasing the concept art of Batman Arkham Knight. Limit limited edition steelbook, unique steelbook case and game disc comic book limited edition dc comics batman arkham knight number zero comic book exclusive character skin pack three skin unique skins from dc comics the new two batman memorial statue imposing statue commemorating gotham's protector the dark knight srp console 99 dollars <laughs> slash 199 or 119.99 euros 89 99 pounds yeah, so. pounds, right? Yeah. Uh, 99, the PC version is 99.99 euros and 74.99 pounds. And how, how are you? Uh, I, I guess you get an actual box copy of the PC version, but I don't know. Yeah, I have to worry about the PC version. <laughs> we'll be good. Yeah. That. Yeah, so, the, the, the Batmobile edition just comes with the Batmobile. So your PS4 is going to be collecting more dust until June 2nd, correct? <laughs> yeah, so eight more months, it's going to be collecting dust. <laughs> I, I did buy that game, um, uh, Destiny. That game's gotten a lot of hype. I mean, it's, I think it's the biggest-selling launch game. Yeah, but I haven't played it yet. 
heard it's good, but again, like I said, I don't know if it's me getting old, but like <laughs> these new games coming out just aren't grabbing me like some other ones used to. Like, cause I, yeah. I, yeah, some of the big stuff I haven't played recently. Not that a game like Destiny is not making me. Oh, I have to go get an Xbox One or a PS4 right now. So I don't know. Like I said, I hope I'm just not getting old and missing out on the big titles and say, well, back in my day, these were games were really fun. <laughs> were used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the only reason why I bought Destiny was because. Uh, some of the guys I work with play it, so okay. well, I like to play with them. Only when I get a new next generation console, I'll pick it up, and by the time it does, maybe it'll be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it probably will because I mean I hate that. Like, you pay like sixty bucks for a video game, and then you, you go in four months later. And it's like thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you're basically just paying more to play it now. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but again, we can't be patient. Like we can't be that patient for <laughs> Arkham Knight. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's. Uh... Are you kidding me? Some more news. <laughs> this is cool news for me, anyway. You know, remember we were complaining all those gimmicky. DC comic variant month, like the selfies. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, and then I think November they're doing the Legos, but for December they're finally having a good one. Well, all variant covers by artist Darwin Cook. and Oh. I love his art. I mean, and seeing pretty much almost a lot of these New 52 comics with variant covers by him was like, ah, I almost want to get them all now. <laughs> Reminds me of the animated series. Exactly, yes. <laughs> That's why I love it. I love the art style for the New Frontier, the movie and the comic. So the scene, because it has that classic old 40s style that I love. Oh wow, that the the Batman number 37 cover is pretty nice. My favorite one though is for Detective, where it's just Bruce kind of exhausted sitting in his chair in his family room. Oh yeah. And then Alfred's <laughs> that blanket on. I just love that depiction of it. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, um, Grayson. Grayson's getting one. Yeah, a lot of pretty much a lot of the new Fifty Two books are getting these variants. Harley. Of course, the first thing my brother comes up to me, do you see the Green Lantern variant? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, did you see that Green Lantern movie? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The uh, Teen Titans. See the Teen Titans. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> like, they're the Teen Titans book I would read. <laughs> wow. So yeah, finally they have a good variant covers month. These all look awesome. Yeah, I also like the uh, Batgirl one. She has the new suit on. Yeah. Which I I think I'm gonna give Batgirl another shot when that's when the new creative team starts over. I think next. Yeah, time. me too. I think I'm actually gonna give it another shot because <laughs> can't get any worse. So. <laughs> I've been hearing though the because the DC's doing the whole features end thing right now, and Gail Sinone did her last issue for wrapped up or storylines, and I, I heard it wraps it up in a nice way, but reading the synopsis on it didn't really grab me at all, so I want to go check it out, because, like, there's this, I forget what they're called, but, like, the Society of Batgirls or something like that, where I think Cassandra Kane's there, Stephanie Brown's there as Batgirls, so I don't know. <laughs> like, I've, I've been off the Gail Simone's book for a while now, and, like, I'll just pick it up when the new creative team starts, so. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. They, they start with the clean slate. Yeah. I mean, I know they won't, but... I, well, at least for, it'll be a nice jumping off on point, I think, where you wouldn't have to be too familiar with everything that went on in the previous issues. Yeah. Because that's what a new creative team, I think it's a, an important thing should be when a new creative team takes over, to start fresh with their own story arc and put their own stamp on yeah, it. Yeah, they're, they're not chained to, you know, 
That bunny rabbit girl. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to her? I don't know. First few wishes of the Dark Knight. What was her name? Do you I remember? I think it was just White Rabbit. Yeah, White Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like almost on every cover. Mask. Yeah, and the guy with the demon mask. You remember him? Oh, for Batgirl? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Grotesque, I think. Oh, was that it? I think it was, yeah. And Mirror? Yeah, Mirror was a cool villain, though. I like Yeah, him. he was. But they tried to force the tragic element into his his villain character, mm. which was and, bad. But and of course, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh... But actually, there's a piece of news I wanted to bring up real quick that I happened after I made the show notes for you. <laughs> I, think it, I think I know what you're gonna say. But go ahead. The Titans TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one came out of nowhere, and I think it's cool that it has potentially to be cool, and that Nightwing's gonna be featured in it, but. I'd be so more excited if DC's bringing all these TV shows like Arrow, The Flash, and uh, Constantine, and Gotham. I'd be so much more excited if they were all part of the same connective universe, kind of like the Marvel movies. Because I just know with this Teen Titans show, they're going to be restrained. Where there's going to be no Batman. You probably can't mention him or have it's like anything. All you're going to see is Dick Grayson. That's going to be only tied to Batman. Like I don't want that. I want to. If Dick Grayson's going to be in it, I want some callbacks or some episodes dealing with his relationship with Batman or his past. Uh, experiences with Robin. I just don't want it to be, you know, like a Smallville type thing. You can't fly. You, you can't. You won't be Superman to the very last episode for ten minutes. <laughs> anything like that. I just want them to embrace the mythology of the story of Nightwing and Dick Grayson, the Teen Titans, if they're gonna do it. Don't limit yourself when you don't have to. That's my one worry about it. Why I'm not super excited about it just yet, or as much as I would want to be anyway, because I it could have the potential to be a pretty cool series of the Teen Titans, depending on how they do it, but. Another, another thing too that caused some cause for concern the writer and the executive producer at least the writer for the first episode is going to be akiva goldsman does that name ring a bell to you uh-oh <laughs> i don't even want to say the three words of the movie title yes <laughs> <laughs> right, <guess> you got it <laughs> i mean apparently he's a really good writer and i think he just did that for the cash yeah, maybe, but still, <laughs> it doesn't really give you much hope. I mean, he won. What was the movie he won an Oscar for? Uh, a Beautiful Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he did what I Am Legend too, I believe. I never saw that, but oh. I don't know if that was. That was all right. Like real good or real bad or not? But it, it wasn't groundbreaking. Bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want that on your resume, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a a smear. <laughs> Especially if you're working on another DC property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your only other tie to it. So, I don't know. Where do you stand on it? Um, I'm with you, Tim. I'm not. I'm getting excited, but I'm not that excited. I'm trying to hold myself back. Yeah. You know. But uh, so speaking of uh, TV shows, I just realized this. I don't know why I just realized this, but um, you know, Fish Mooney from Gotham. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the worst name yeah. <laughs> ever? Fish yeah, Mooney. I'm curious if they're gonna explain that. Like that's that's her mobster name. At least I hope. I hope that wasn't her uh, name given to her by her parents. Say, <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, our last name is Mooney. What would good go good with Mooney? How about uh, Fish Mooney? <laughs> it was either that or Sun Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how about Moon Mooney? <laughs> <laughs> or like. Yeah. Luna Mooney. 
I, I every time I hear her name, I think that like, why did she have that name? It's a little too, <laughs> a little yeah. too strange for a Gotham villain or something like that. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like, you ever watch like the History Channel and like you see like the documentaries on like the mafia back in like the thirties? Okay. And they all have like weird names. Yeah. Like just random names, like. <laughs> Or just look at a Dick Tracy comic or the Dick Tracy movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like that noir, noir thing, yeah. I guess, <laughs> like that weird name. Yeah, or what was uh, the Dick Tracy villain, Al Big Boy Caprice or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Al Pacino character. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, that's all of our news, or at least all the news we're going to cover. Uh, that's so that's we, important. There was yeah, the news that's important. Uh, so we're going to move on with... Uh, conversation with alex and listener feedback so um alex did send in an email and we always get to his first because he was number one right yep he's our bob he's our bob (laughs) no no because bob dies uh yeah we don't want to do that to alex how about he is our dick grayson to where the other robins (laughs) no 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 he is our (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Eggman to our Clock King. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put Clock King over Eggman. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it just means you're good, Alex. Yeah. So, <laughs> Alex says, Oi, bat mateys. <laughs> oi, 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 oi. Because we were talking mateys. about the British accents, I think, last time. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of a pirate, though. Or you could do I guess that. pirates were British. <laughs> yeah. Because in the parts of the Caribbean movies, Johnny Depp has a British accent for, like, no reason. <laughs> Besides, it sounds funny. Yeah, it just sounds funny. But, uh, yeah, he says, uh, you guys had a lot of fantastic discussions this week. And it was great knowing that you had a lot of same reactions to events while reading the comics. I found the panels of Bane throwing Batman off the building to be the most striking part of Nightfall as well. Like Tim, I also read it right after the death of Superman and thought Batman was the absolute greatest hero for being able to take so much. Yep. <laughs> I even got my friends into reading comics after reciting the story of Nightfall and telling them how much Batman went through. A hero is only as good as their villain. And that's why I compare every hero to that event, which I think... What? Oh, when I think of the of great, of greatest superheroes. What? <laughs> oh. When I think of the greatest superheroes there. So far, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Daredevil are the only other heroes that have matched up to me. But the ponytail on Nightwing was pretty cool too, Dave. <laughs> yes, it was. I, I th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to somehow contact Kyle Higgins, even though he's not on the book anymore. And I'm going to tell him. <laughs> I am going to tell him that Dick needs a ponytail. <laughs> but uh, he, anyway, he says, uh, one thing that kind of scared me. Now, Alex... Let me explain to you very, very carefully. I wasn't justifying Joker's actions in Killing Joke. All right? I wasn't. I was just thinking about a debate of it. Or or, or maybe I should read his, his thing here. Uh, he says, one thing that kind of scared me was you questioning whether or not it was justifiable what Joker did in the Killing Joke. I can understand if you're questioning whether you can have sim- sympathy with his actions. But debating is justif- justifiability. Wow, that's a word and a half. <laughs> if you don't mind, whenever you have a bad day, just give me a heads up so I can warn everyone. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not um, justifying Joker's actions. 
I can't agree with that as a rational human being. <laughs> and I'm sure you can't either. But what I'm saying is there may be other people in this world that's not you or me or Tim or probably Jake or Corbin that can feel sorry for the Joker and feel bad for him and not justify his his acts of violence, but understand them more. It, it, it's about understanding his acts of violence. It's, it's, not, it, it's not justifying it where you say Joker shooting Babs and, you know, torturing Commissioner Gordon. That makes it all all right because he lost his wife and his kid, and his unborn child, and became scarred. You know, that that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is maybe you can understand where, where those acts of violence come from. Not, it's all right, it's all good, because, you know, he had a bad past, you know. So so that's what I I was trying to trying to get through there, but uh, anyway. <laughs> maybe, maybe you mistakenly said justifiable when you meant understandable, or something like what we were talking and about last Maybe time. I did, but and maybe it wasn't clear enough. Uh, and I certainly don't justify his acts. I don't know if I understand them. I mean, it, it was kind of like how we were talking about Mr. Freeze in the beginning. I don't know how just a normal guy, a normal dude, normal dude became so evil. You know, except Joker, it's like on steroids. Mm. Speaking of steroids, Chris Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and Benedine. <laughs> Not a performance enhancer. <laughs> all right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's suspended. That's all that matters right now to the team. Yeah. But hey, at least this, uh, the whole killing jokes like, sparked some good discussions and debate like we had on our last episode. Yeah. Which... But, but, you know, um, I just want to make it perfectly clear to all of our listeners that <laughs> I'm not asking to question if, if you can justify Joker's actions. I'm asking if you can, you know, you don't, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you explained it in your response. <laughs> did, did I explain it good? Yeah, I, okay. I followed you. But... Okay. Um, this new won't be Joker's defense attorney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ju- just, I'll put it simply then. All right. Just in case you've got lost in my. BS. <laughs> it's it's not about if you can justify the actions. It's about whether or not you can, you know, j- just look at it, look at it from a different perspective. You know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Better stop now before you get yourself into more trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Alex types out on like a a novel worth of worth of like philosophy. <laughs> about the joker no no alex i'm just playing um see why does everybody disagree with me <laughs> even alex does because <laughs> he just says in the next paragraph i'm with you tim <laughs> that i'm not happy about fritz like to the family about dick status i i was not a fan of what snyder did to the bat family making bruce look like an idiot and breaking up the family in the last issue of batman and robin sparked those emotions back up i love the sandwich scene though Hopefully the new Joker story will unite the family and make them stronger than ever. I hope he doesn't beat up Dick anymore in this event. Thanks again for the reviews. They're very helpful in keeping me up to date. Sorry, Alex. but <laughs> Yeah, we're going to let you down on this one. <laughs> None of us uh, read the comics, so we're going to skip that section for for this uh, this episode. Hey, you so. can thank, for my part anyway, my stupidness and tripping over myself while falling down some stairs. Because I, I usually 
get the comics like every week, but this past week, like I'll just get them on, for two weeks for us when I go this week before the episode. Then this happens. Like I screwed myself both ways. <laughs> yep. So uh, Alex has some questions. Of course, as always, he says, besides the Batman and Robin movie, what do you think is the most disturbing Batman story? (laughs) (laughs) That's easy, Batman forever. (laughs) I'm picking Arkham Asylum. You know, Alex, I agree with you. Arkham Asylum is one of the most disturbing books, especially if you flip to the back of the book and you see uh, all the character portraits in the back. And, uh, you know, just the fact, I mean, just the whole Mad Dog thing and, you know, Arkham doing what he did in that book, you know, it's just freaky and just crazy. And especially that room with all the writing all over it. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says, uh, just for David McKean's nightmarish art. Yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not looking Arkham's at Arkham's mom. Yeah. <laughs> when she's eating the cockroaches. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, he said, I also want it to be a really interesting examination of each of Batman's villains' psychoses and how they're possibly a reflection of his own. So, Tim, what about you? Disturbing? I think I'm going to go with all-star Batman and Robin for how yeah. Batman acted <laughs> in that storyline and what he, how he treated young Dick Grayson. All those, uh, we're talking about emotional stuff in the beginning, and I didn't mention it, but Robin's Reckoning had an emotional moment at the end of part one, and none of that was there <laughs> in All-Star Batman. Uh, those yeah. the first few issues I read, I didn't even finish it all. So seeing that type of Batman was disturbing to me. <laughs> Not one I want to read about. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. anyway, uh, his second question is, if you could have any comic book issue with new art drawn by a different artist, which issue and artist would you choose? That's a tough one. Just picking a singular issue with some art that was just really, really horrible. I don't know. But I will say that going, we're just talking about Darwin quick and looking at those all, all his awesome variant covers. I'd like to see him be on, put on a monthly title or a regular book just because his art's so awesome. I mean, if, you know, I want to say Snyder and Greg Capullo are a great team, but if uh, Darwin Cook and Scott Snyder want to do a short miniseries or something, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, for me, I I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of people are iffy about his art, but I'd want to see a Scott Snyder, Jeff Lemire book, a Batman book. Mm. Uh, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Capullo. They make that perfectly clear because... He has big muscles and stuff. Looks like he can fight. <laughs> so I'm probably going to say like maybe just like a one-off of Snyder and Lemire because I just – I love Jeff Lemire's art. Like any, any book – I mean he's a great writer first and foremost, but I just love his art. Another artist too who hasn't been used that much that I always liked was uh, Trevor McCarthy too. I think oh, he yeah, yeah. Too. Whatever happened yeah. to him? I think he's done. He like does digital series. Like he fills in a lot. So I can't remember what he's Batwoman. working on now. You did Batwoman. Yeah. Like I loved years. his Gates of Gotham art. I love those art and those issues. So I wish he'd get used more. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Amy Reader. I'd like to see Amy Reader on uh, either Tech or Batman or you know something like that. Yeah, it's hard to pick one singular issue though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you, Alex. Um, I wasn't mad at you or anything. I was just trying to explain uh, what I was trying to get get through in that 
in that uh, featured topic. So uh, we love you, Alex, as always. Hopefully you're not pissed off at me because I love you, man. No more emails for Alex. Thanks a lot, Dane. Yeah, no, he's going <laughs> to stop writing. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so thank you, Alex. We love you, man. Just remember, if you're feeling lonely in this world, two people whom you've never met love you. So with that, uh, we can move on to, oh, this guy again. <laughs> I don't like this guy. Me neither. Let's just skip his email. Yeah, let's just skip his email. <laughs> no, no. Then he'll go on Twitter and explain. Well, I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should unfollow him and block him on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, we got an email from Corbin. But before we get it, get to his email, let's read some of these his uh tweets uh he uh apparently replied to some guy named dave da petista da petista and he says these guys are so cool uh <laughs> and then uh he says eating so many warheads that the inside of your mouth feels like it's bleeding oh man warheads i haven't had those in a long long time <laughs> yeah oh man Oh, it's just like that acidic, that acid in it just fries your mouth. Feels like you have fire in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been 20 years since I've had one. <laughs> oh, wow. That looks good, Corbin. He made uh, homemade biscuits and gravy. Or Sierra made the biscuits. <laughs> Trying to give the Corbin gravy. the credit for the cook. Who's Sierra. We'll have to ask Corbin, or he'll have to tell us on his next email. Yeah, yeah, Corbin, tell us who Sierra is. Maybe it's his wife. Oh. <laughs> I forgot he was married. Or his sister, we don't know. Yeah, or his sister. Uh, but he said, Sierra made the biscuits, I made the gravy. And that looks really good, by the way. <laughs> Send some over to us in the next email. <laughs> and, uh, and then his final one, he says, oh, no, no, never mind, not his final one. He says, I love how Taco Bell puts words of wisdom on their hot sauce packets. It's like a fortune cookie. <laughs> and then he retweeted some tweet by Cassidy P. And she says, I don't normally eat pizza for lunch and dinner, but when I do, I have no regrets. That's the case most of the time with pizza, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And his final tweet is, you know you're a man when you use buffing compound as lotion for your hands. And I see his ring right there, so I feel stupid. <laughs> I could have just scrolled down a little bit. But anyway, thank you, Corbin, for tweeting a lot. Uh, you got to read his best tweet, though, that he made today. What was it? Tweeting right now so that Tim G311 and uh, Dane Says Banana have something to talk about on the Batman's <laughs> podcast. Go to the Batman universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for the plug. Thanks for the plug, Corbin, because, you know, you're pretty much besides, well, does Alex promote the show? (laughs) Alex, get on Twitter. Yeah, get on Twitter, Alex, and follow us. Um, But uh, Corbin is essentially the only person that promotes us because we suck. (laughs) (laughs) Jake has two on Facebook, too. Oh, oh, he's on our Facebook? And that event he had for the Legend of the Night screening, too. Oh yeah, yeah, man! I have not been on that Facebook in like three months. You know what? You're. I'm glad you brought that up because just recent, last few days, and I've been wanting to 
get more active on that start making more posts besides just our episode it's like either funny videos or news items or just different batman topic stuff so i'll be posting more on there so anyone listening we've been avoiding the facebook page because <laughs> no one's updated except when there's a new episode i'm going to try to be more active on there to get maybe hopefully more likes uh, more conversations going and maybe before each episode make a post i did that today but didn't get too many responses since yeah <laughs> we haven't <laughs> updated so long but before an episode maybe post our feature topic if you want to respond or get your inputs and thoughts on there too so i'm hoping to be more active on that Facebook page now. You know what you should do? What? You should just spam Corbin. <laughs> I don't know if he follows us, but you should just spam him with just random images. I'll throw a bunch of stuff on his page. Yeah. Yeah, he does follow us. Yeah, he sent us oh, a he does? message. Yeah. Oh. A while ago, yeah. Uh, well, uh, on to Corbin's email. Corbin says, I have no problems being Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's the subject but, line. <laughs> yeah, that's the subject. But he says, uh, awesome last episode, dudes. Dane, I really like listening. See, somebody agrees with me finally. <laughs> uh, he says, Dane, I really liked listening to your thoughts on The Killing Joke, as I just read it recently. Wow. For the first time? Really? Yeah, I remember Corbin, when he was on the first I was saying, I was kind of more recently jumping into the Batman comic front. Oh. Yeah, I just block him out. That's why when he's on here. <laughs> 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 no, no. But he says, uh... I can relate to your thoughts as mine were very similar. I didn't feel feel the sorry feelings you got for. I did not feel sorry <laughs> for Joker. <laughs> I did not feel sorry for him. Why does everybody think I feel sorry for him? I don't. You gotta listen to that episode again. Maybe you did say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's you it's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you what you think. Do you feel sorry for him or don't you? I do not feel sorry for him. Now that we got that misunderstanding out of the way. <laughs> no, but see, I disagree. I don't want to go to another thing. When you're reading those moments of Joker in his past, in those moments, you can't feel sorry for him. But then when you see him do what he does as a Joker to Barbara or Jim Gordon, you yeah. don't feel sorry for him at all. But in those moments when you're reading that... You feel just, bad for him. Yeah, and not thinking about him later on. You do feel bad for that character in that moment. Yeah, yeah, but then you see him, you know, shoot Babs, and like I said, there's, um, you know, the whole thing with, with Commissioner Gordon, not to mention all the other stuff he's done yeah. outside of the killing joke, you know? So, yeah, there, there's no way I feel sorry, sorry for him, especially after, at, at the end of the day, my conclusion is, yes, he did, I mean, it's, oh, God, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a serial killer. You know, maybe they're beaten by their dad every night when they were a kid, right? That's really, really sad. And there's no way that their father could be forgiven, right? And they should have been protected. So you, so you can't feel sorry for the mom either. But then they become a serial killer. And the serial killer or the person as a serial killer, you know, does evil, terrible things to people, right? You can't feel sorry for them after that. Yeah, sure, you got beaten by your dad every night, but you, no you also killed somebody <laughs> yeah. and tortured them before you did it. You know, I, I can't feel sorry for you. I mean, yeah, sure, it was really, really bad, and I, I, I'm sorry for that. But at the end of the day, you killed 25 people. You know, yeah. so yeah, no way, no. I'm sorry, I can't feel sorry for you. It's the same thing with the Joker. That's how I feel about the killing joke. Let me just state this 
And I'm going to put this in the podcast description on the Batman universe. <laughs> Dane does not feel sorry for the Joker. Okay? <laughs> Double exclamation point. <laughs> Double exclamation point. I'm going to fill up the entire WordPress site with exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is great. I love it. It sparked this conversation again. <laughs> I mean, is that the impression that you got that I felt bad for the Joker, Tim? Not when we were talking, just how we could have that viewpoint. Like I said, when you're reading that moment in there, but I have to listen to that episode now, <laughs> that whole discussion this there to see what yeah, yeah. you said. I mean, yeah. Because obviously it, you said something, because both Alex and Corbett are saying, <laughs> bringing this up. Yeah, I just I mean, think you it, said the wrong word when you didn't really mean it. If you do feel sorry for the Joker, I'm not going to judge you about it. You know, that's your own opinion. I, I, it's a free world. You can feel that. You can, you can feel sorry for the Joker. Arlington. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, lock, I'm gonna make sure I lock my doors at night. But yeah, you can feel that. I don't care. But it's, it's your own opinion. And if you can justify it, then good on you, I guess. But no, Dane does not feel sorry for the Joker. Dane. <laughs> Sure, he felt sorry for the Joker when he was, you know, when he lost his wife and he sucked as a stand-up comedian, but he also did all these other things that is unforgivable. It's, it's unforgivable for, for me, but if you can forgive Joker and, and see where he's coming from, then that's fine. You know, it's just a differing opinion. It's kind of like politics. You know, you, you can have a differing opinion. It doesn't mean I'm going to you know, treat you any differently. I mean, unless you say that the sky is, bl- is purple. Or that you think Star Wars is stupid. <laughs> yeah, then we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's enough of that. I do not feel sorry for the Joker. I do not. I do not agree with him. I do not. Condone his actions. <laughs> I, I don't condone his actions. I feel like I'm giving testimony. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, so... No, I do not like the Joker. I do not agree with him. I don't see his perspective on things. And yeah, that's hopefully you guys get that because, because I don't want that be to be the thing where like you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I liked uh, I like the new issue of Batman. I like the new issue Attack. By the way, uh, Dane, how can you justify Joker's actions? You know. <laughs> I have a feeling this may be a future rating scale or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many times Dane is missing? Man, I, I feel like a, like a, uh, like somebody on the news or something that says something and it's misinterpreted. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely got to go back and listen to that part, portion of the episode now. Yeah, I know. Can, can you do that and tell me? Because I can't do that because I'll only pick out you know, certain parts that, no, because here I, I said it, here I said it, here I said it, you know. So so can you do that for me, please? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and can you text me, like, if you get that impression? Oh, man, I, I can't wait to hear it now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Corbin says, uh, yeah, uh, the pre- this pre-Joker story didn't make his current state any less horrific in my mind. See? We agree, Corbin. You see? Uh, but he says, uh, the things he did to the Gordon family were still awful. I may have made it worse because he knows what they are going through. 
he's been there and yet he's doing it to others. And yes, I'm 23 of last month. What year was he born in? See, I was born. In, he's born in 1990. 91. Really? Are you real? Seriously? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he was born in 90. Uh, Anyone? Come on, you can figure it out. I suck at math, Tim. If he was born in 90 and it's the year 2014, he'd be 24. Oh. So he's not. It's 91. <laughs> I suck at math, Tim. <laughs> That's why I said no to throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, uh, also, there are two different kinds of diabetes. <laughs> who would have thought when we started this podcast that we'd be, we'd be talking about diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's off limits on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, uh, type two, you can get from being overweight because of old age or because of your genetic code. This is easier to control with diet and exercise. Then there's type 1, which I have. This you only get because it runs in your genetic code. My aunt has it, and this can only be controlled by taking insulin injections. Also, my grandpa and my grand or my mom are type 1 then, because I remember them having to take insulin. Right, Tim? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, it does like, help. You're like asking me that I knew your parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, I don't know how to turn this off, but I, I'm getting like like every email I get from Facebook is, is, is do you know Laura Jirasi? <laughs> really? You got emails for that? Yeah, let me, I mean, you get like, those things on Facebook that say, "Do you know this person? Do you want to be their friend?" But emails, you get. I'm sure you could turn that off. Yeah. Yeah, like how do you turn that off? But anyway, uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, my aunt and the the, the A's lost." So. <laughs> uh, big shocker there. Yeah. Oh well, I don't care about baseball anymore. Until next season. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, yeah, yeah uh, my aunt has it, and this can only be controlled by taking insulin injections. It doesn't. It does help if you don't overeat sugary foods, but as long as you take a shot, take a shot, it doesn't really matter. Many assume I can't eat any sugar, but this is not true. You still have those cereal milkshakes that you mentioned, though, yeah. <laughs> which still sound good. No wonder you have diabetes. Uh, Captain Crunch and vanilla milkshake, I think you said it was last time. <laughs> but I still think Cocoa Puffs. And a vanilla shake would be good, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he says, tell Alex that I appreciate... How are we a proxy for telling, telling Alex? Well, he doesn't have Alex's email. So. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and Alex doesn't have a Twitter account. Alex, seriously, get on Twitter, man. Jeez. You're guaranteed but, three followers. Yeah. But he says, uh, tell Alex that I appreciate his genuine honesty, genuine honesty in his liking... All of the hosts slash guests on the Bad Fans podcast. I also agree with Alex on his thoughts on Arrow. I don't Uh-oh. care much for the show. Uh-huh. Example, Oliver <laughs> and the Lance family are throwing a party for Sarah's return. Detective Lance receives a call and Oliver and Sarah go to meet him in an alley. Sarah wearing, <laughs> wearing only a domino mask, never changes her, her voice, and has a conversation with her daughter, her father. <laughs> and he never notice, notices that it's his freaking daughter. This was the last time I watched your show. I didn't ca- also didn't care for Justice League War or Son of Batman. Well, oh, back. Tim. 
He's just slapping you in the face. Dan. Well, I agree with Son of Batman, but yeah, Justice League War I thought was cool. And Arrow, that whole thing with Detective Lance and his daughter with Black Canary, it's like he hasn't seen his daughter in five years thinking she was dead. So maybe he wasn't, I know there's pictures and all that, but the fact that he at first didn't realize it was her because he didn't know she was still alive. But then later on when he finds out that it's her, it kind of, it doesn't bother me so much. So because the, there's can get away with other crazy things in comics where like the Superman Clark Kent thing no one knows he's Superman just because he wears those glasses and at least with a mask and she wears a wig as Black Canary it's more hiding than stuff like that so it doesn't really bother me but Arrow and even from season one it, it gets real awesome I thought season two was almost like flawless as far as a good story and they're sure there's some weak episodes thrown in there but the main through line story for that season was just awesome continue with it Corbin because you get some cool stuff with Deathstroke later on <laughs> if you like Deathstroke maybe you don't like the character and he doesn't do anything to make it better for you anyway but yeah so what if he hates Deathstroke yeah maybe that won't help but Arrow's awesome <laughs> yeah uh, but he goes on to say to answer the tweet I love how my dad knows his lunchtime only because I gave up on lunch <laughs> the one that puzzled us the last <laughs> yeah, time. how can we be puzzled by a tweet <laughs> Because it's a, it's a Corbin tweet. He makes this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very, very important. Uh, he says this ties into my diabetes. I work with my dad, and he liked to wait until about 3, three to go to lunch, to go to eat lunch. I usually bring my lunch, but sometimes there just isn't a microwave around. So I'm forced to wait until he wants to go to lunch because we carpool. And I am just a wreck about, by about 2 o'clock. So this... That is a question for us to take a look. So that is his cue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that is his cue for us to take lunch break. And now we have the answer. <laughs> that must be frustrating, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But by the way, Corbin, I've been meaning to ask you, and I'll email you this, too. I don't know why I'm telling you on the podcast. Because but... <laughs> he's going to respond to the episode as he's hearing it. No, no, no. So he can. Uh, so, so he has no, no, um, no choice but to say yes. <laughs> uh, but he's a. Uh, oh wait, I, I gotta ask him this question. Man, it's screwing me up. <laughs> um. Uh, Alec. I mean, not Alec. <laughs> you gotta get uh, this question out somehow. <laughs> oh man. See, like, I don't know how these, it was like I was saying in the beginning of the podcast, I don't know how these guys have such <laughs> high energy and they, they just keep it through the entire podcast. These, but, um, emails, these emails kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Corbin, can, can we use the picture of you and your uh, uh, groomsmen at the wedding for the uh, podcast art? I don't think I've even seen that picture. Oh, you didn't? Uh-uh. It's pretty funny. <laughs> like, you know, that's why I wanted to use it. But, um, uh, there, there's no like Jehovah's Witness thing, right? That says you can't like share your no. wedding photos. No. Okay. So he has no choice then to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So he has a, a Vader versus, and unfortunately, this is probably going to break up the podcast. So. <laughs> I think Corvin secretly wants this podcast to go away. Uh, he says Vader versus Batwoman. Go. Tim? <laughs> yeah, come on. 
Vader all the way. Yeah, I want to say Vader too. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Batwoman is my favorite character in the DC universe right now, besides Batman. But Vader is just stronger. Yeah, there's just no way. Yeah, there's no way. But uh, he, I think he this question backfired on Corbin. He was expecting you to pick Batwoman, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I have to give. I have to give props where props are due. You know? uh, but he's, he goes on to say, I like to try different kinds of beer. I usually get bored with whatever I got after a third one. After the third one. I usually have trouble finishing a single bottle of beer in one sitting. Not because I don't like it or I start getting buzzed. It's because they fill me up. Especially the, especially the darker beer. See, I don't know what people are talking about when it comes... When I used to drink, and I used to drink Guinness... It never filled me up. Like, I could still eat. Like, I would get it, like, if me and my girlfriend were to go out to dinner. See, I don't get that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm the wrong guy to ask about beer, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You never tried it, right? No, I tried it two times in one sip, and that was it. <laughs> oh, no, no, Tim. You, you alcoholic. <laughs> I got a problem. Uh, but he says, I do like Guinness, but I usually drink half. Put it in the fridge for about 30 minutes and then drink the rest. But he says, uh, yeah, we talked about Corbin a lot, huh? Yeah, we went, on the last email, yeah, last we raised a bunch of different topics. And yeah, he's yeah. answering them all now, so props. Yeah, no, so we got to give him props, man, because man, he sure pays attention. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, yeah, yeah, I uh, worked at Walmart for about four years while I was in high school. I worked in the lawn and garden section. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds funny. Uh, he's, uh, he said, um, I got hired. I got hired there right before the new Supercenter opened up in town. I was 16 at the time. The people there were great, as I am still friends with some of them. The management sucked. No one oversees a single department for longer than six months. Usually it's shorter than that. This makes it difficult to maintain any consistency. There was also a jerk who didn't like me for some unknown reason and constantly tried to get me fired. And since he would suck up to the managers, they would get on to me for him. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it's that they would get oh. on me for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But they would never have anything against me except for this one guy's word and no proof. Even the other co-workers stuck out for me. It was so dumb. Although there are all... <laughs> Although those are the only public bathrooms I feel comfortable using as I use them as an extra prey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least it still has that. That's the most important thing. <laughs> um, so, so when you worked at Toys R Us, was there any problems like that, Tip? Uh, no, not for the management-wise. I had a good that way, but opposite on the bathroom front i would not use the bathroom there i would just wait till my shift was over <laughs> <laughs> which some days was a little difficult when uh the closest restaurant to eat your lunch at is taco bell <laughs> <laughs> and, and like all taco bells you have to ask for the key yeah that's yeah right. <laughs> so you can just go in there same thing with with every jack-in-the-box i've never been to a jack-in-the-box bathroom and burger king yeah <laughs> that's where you just burger king no, not too many fast food places I've been to. Wendy's I've had when I was little and a McDonald's. <laughs> That's about it. 
Wendy's also. I don't like uh, McDonald's. Like they'll just leave the door open. Yeah. <laughs> While you're in there, it's not yeah. locked. Uh, but he says, uh, I'll, I'll also have you guys know that my Pokemon days are far behind me. Also, he liked Pokemon. As most people, I think, did. Especially in his age group, too. Thank God I had baseball cards. Because if I didn't, I would be collecting Pokemon. <laughs> hey, uh, it's still lasting strong to this day, though. So the games are still fun, is what I hear. So Yeah, they must have like a hardcore, really no, big fan base. Yeah, I, that, of course, it's not because of the TV series, I think. I don't, I don't think they're making it anymore, but it's all because of the games. And they just, they have their loyal fan base, like you said. So. Do, do people still play with the cards and stuff? I think so, that man. Dumb? Those are so big in my Toys R Us days. Lines would come out the days we get new packs in. Oh, so so you would get, like, new packs? Yeah, like um, a new, not even, like, a new set, but just getting new inventory in the same old one because they were so hard to get. Oh. They'd be gone like that. <laughs> oh, so, so is it, like... Uh... Is it like baseball cards where you don't know where you're going to get? Or yeah. do you have like pack? Oh. No, they're, they're in packs that you got to open up. No gum, though. But <laughs> Yeah. So. Hmm. You're going to go buy a pack now? <laughs> just experience it. No, just, just like I'm so curious. like Because I've seen people playing Magic. It's pretty much like, like that. Just with Pokemon characters. Well, I don't know how to play Magic. Well, I just see why, people but... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how to play Magic. But like. So you buy this pack, right? This, and let's assume that you get like twelve cards in one, right? Mm. So you can't get all the Pokemon then. I mean, I, you would have to buy a lot of packs. Yeah, and we'll have like a lot of like repeats. Exactly. Yeah. See, I don't, there's things called booster packs, and there were stuff called starter decks. So I'm not exactly sure how it all worked, but well, starter deck is the one you buy. To start with, obviously. To start with, yeah, because you and you probably get more with those, right? Yeah, it was a bigger box, I remember. Yeah, because I remember the I remember the magic starting cards. I just remember the booster decks. packs would always sell the quickest. Really? Yeah, I remember. Because they're the cheapest. Or maybe because they had the newer cards. I don't know the way to get newer cards. Maybe. And now all the names are coming back to me, like the fossil starter or booster pack, the jungle booster pack. <laughs> so what's the difference then? I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, different Pokemon is what I'm assuming. So, so like, if you were behind the counter and I wanted to buy Pokemon cards, I'd be like, Tim. Oh, I'm going to call you Tim. <laughs> well, I have my name badge, so you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll be like, can I have the Pokemon belief nature booster pack? Sorry, we're all out. That would be my more typical answer. Wow, <laughs> so people would come in and buy all. I think we actually put a limit on it. I remember like four oh, packs wow. per customer or something like that. Oh, so so this is like much bigger than I thought it was. It was huge. Yeah, I, when I worked at Toys R Us, that was the height of the Pokemon craze. So what about like the toys and stuff, like the Pokemon toys? Would that go fast too? Not, not just really. The, the car, the cars in the games, the Game Boy games, but the cars, the biggest things. Yeah. I mean the. They obviously didn't have lasting power like Magic does, or like D and D or something. I don't know, but I I, just, I think it's more on the video game front. But the cards I would probably still have a somewhat decent fan base still. So. Yeah. Hmm. That's the longest we talked about Pokemon that I thought we would. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I've never got. I mean, I've seen like uh, clips of the show, but like the the anime, but like I haven't really. Like delve too deep into it. Yeah, that was funny. My my younger brother, he 
jumped onto it. I, I still tease him because he was. I thought that he just yeah. on the bandwagon because everyone else was doing it because he didn't last very long. But one time he had he had the hat that the character wore on the anime. I think his name was Ash. That the hat that he always wore. One day went to Disneyland and we went on this new like rocket ride they had on there and his hat got blown off <laughs> as he was like, <laughs> lost it for good. I think that's what ended his Pokemon fandom. <laughs> so so let me get this straight. You would go into Toys R Us or your comic shop or wherever, Walmart, and then you would buy these booster packs. <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking and, about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just curious. That's why. I mean, we don't have comics, so we can BS all we want. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, so you would go into a store, buy them. So what if, like, the pack that you get, the booster pack that you get, all 12 cards, let's say, were all ones you had already? And and you're constantly looking for that one rare card. Well, that's the price or the risk you take with any type of trading cards you collect. You always run that uh, risk if you do it a lot. I mean, I, when I collected those Batman 89 cards, I got tons of duplicates. And that's why I, I call them trading cards. You get duplicate, you trade them with your friends who hopefully has ones you need and that they need. But that's like I say, with those type of card games, I wonder if it's that much different where you get more duplicates than usual or not, or you, you want to keep on to them. Because maybe the more cards you have of the same character boosts that character's stats up. I don't know, because like I said, I don't know how those work. But. Or maybe like you have your playing one, the one you actually play Pokemon cards with, and then you have one that goes like your in co- your collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a double or a triple. I swear there are fans who do that, yes. <laughs> I wonder if there's people like around our age or my age <laughs> that um, like liked Pokemon when they were kids and they still love it passionately. Oh yeah, totally. I totally think there is. Well, really? Yeah, I, it's still not as strong as before, but there's still has a dedicated fan base, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. I mean, I thought that was like a like a new fashion kind of thing. Yeah, like a fad type thing that's in for a year and then it's gone. Well, like acid wash jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it had its moment in the sun where it won't be as big as it was at that time. Yeah, but like I yeah. said, it's still going strong today. So so the guy that created Pokemon must be like a billionaire then. No, it's just Nintendo. <laughs> oh, it's Nintendo? Yeah, it just started off as a Game Boy game. Oh. The crappiest console, by the way, Nintendo made. No offense to them. <laughs> no, no, the Wii. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but they're most successful, though. Yeah, I guess so. GameCube was pretty good, though. Yeah, it's not enough games. <laughs> yeah. Did they make Dreamcast? No, it's that Sega. 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 Yeah. Greatest system ever, the Super Nintendo. No, not really. No, yes, it was. How dare you? <laughs> no, no. For, for me, the best console was uh, the PS2. It's high up there, yeah. The Super Nintendo was the PS2 of its era because it had all the big game genres in there. Everything yeah, yeah. covered fighting games. You had it, RPGs, platformers. Well, shooters weren't big at that time, so you didn't have those. But it had everything covered. Yeah, it's, it, it's too bad the uh, N64 went away so fast. Yeah, that was their, I want to say failure, but the one that didn't do their the best, I think. I mean, there's so many great games for that, like GoldenEye. Yeah. The Zelda games and the Star Fox game. That, that was the system where it took them forever to release games. You had to wait a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the games were like 50 or $60, right? Yeah, 60 I believe. 
Yeah. And yeah, wait till they go in. So sold a certain amount, and then they drop in price to become yeah, the yeah. Did, collection. Didn't you have to buy a memory card for that? No. Certain games oh. you did. Well, Superman 64 did, which was a waste. <laughs> which took my total to $90 spending that game. So your whole first check. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, like $3 in savings. And like, <laughs> you go back to your parents' house, and it's like, oh, Tim, so you got your first check, huh? Uh... How how much did you get? Well, I bought Superman 64 <laughs> and I bought a memory card and I only have two dollars and thirty four cents left. It was pretty early on when I first started at Toys R Us when that game came out, so it was pretty one of my earliest earliest checks. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> so so you're excited for it then? Oh yeah. And then, like, you're like, oh my god, it finally came, and you sit, you see your copy, and it's like, man, I can't wait for work to be done. Oh my god, just just I hope this day passes fast. The day goes by. You uh, clock out or whatever, and then you go home, turn on your N64, and it's just the most terrible game you've ever played. I start played. crying. <laughs> you start crying that you spent $90 on your this piece of crap. You know, here's the stupid part. I bought the game, and then the next day I knew I needed a memory card. I I went back and got the memory card. Oh, so you didn't get all at once. No, then. so I had a chance to play and realize how horrible it was and never played again, but no. <laughs> oh, jeez, Tim. <laughs> Yeah. Tim. <sighs> what were you thinking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that console did have some good games. Uh, like, no doubt. Not the greatest game of all time, in my opinion. Zelda what? Ocarina of Which Time. Which one? Zelda Ocarina of Time. I like the other one, Majora's Mask. That, that game, it's a good game, but Ocarina of Time, I think it's so much better. But it's cool because the gameplay is so different. You got the clock countdown with Majora's Mask and the different match you get to you. Yeah. And then you got the time travel with Ocarina, so, yeah. Yeah, and you you also, um, with uh, Ocarina of Time, like, you, you're you a kid when you start off, and then you become an adult. Yeah, that's why I, I always thought that, that was cool. Yep. Uh, I played that game so many times. <laughs> I used to know it <laughs> in and out. I used to, uh, when I worked at GameStop, get calls from people uh, either who work there or even loyal customers that were maybe playing and we asked for like help on what, how to get to a certain part in the game. It's like the, people would call you up. Yeah. <laughs> While I was at work, Tim, I'm stuck here. How do I get past this part? Yeah, I I remember when I played uh, the first Silent Hill game when it came out. Uh, I couldn't figure out what to do, so. Uh, you know how the old PS1 games used to come with a booklet, like a CD? Yeah. Yeah, like, there was a number on the back that you could call, and uh, it was like a strategy guide. I mean, it was essentially a strategy guide. Like, like you would press the number. Line, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you would press the number because you're on this part, and it would tell you what to do. Now, what I didn't realize was they charged you for yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my parents got the phone bill, and so I had to clean a lot of, I had to mow a lot of lawns to pay that thing <laughs> off. Uh, that's funny. You don't remember what the amount was? Uh, it was like something like, uh, like almost a hundred dollars, like ninety something dollars. Because after I realized that you could call this line and they would they would tell you what to do i did that for the entire game and i was only in the beginning and <laughs> like if, if you've ever played a silent hill game there's a lot of puzzles in it and stuff 
and a little a lot of like times you got to run away. So yeah, I spent a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, my parents did. <laughs> at least it helped beat the game. Hopefully, yeah. At least I beat the game. <laughs> I got the perfect ending, by the way. Oh, that was worth it then. <laughs> yeah, the uh, UFO ending. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was just stupid of me, but at least I beat the game. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, back to Corbin's email. <laughs> it's a nice segue to his next segment, though. <laughs> but he says, uh, or briefly, he says, although the same for my wife cannot be said. Oh, she, his, Sierra likes, uh, is that her name, Sierra? If we're guessing right, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully it's Sierra, because if it's his sister, if it's his sister, it's kind of weird. But he says, although the same for my wife cannot be said. But he says, uh, you guys brought up Final Fantasy X. By the way, why does your wife still like Pokemon? Like I said, it has a big, strong fan base still. So wow. There's an example. So, so, so does she still rewatch the movies and stuff? Like, I'm, I'm just wondering. Like, like we go back and rewatch Batman '89, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if she go back. She, she goes back and watches the first Pokemon movie, Pokemon movie, whatever that was, or like how we watch the animated series. I wonder if she watches the anime. The first anime or whatever. I guarantee you there's fans who do that. I guarantee it. Yes. I don't know if she does. Brother, but... still one? <laughs> Is it your brother? No. <laughs> tell him. You can be honest. I won't tell him. But like I said, he was a poser fan back in the oh. <laughs> it's hyped. Oh, he he was just a victim of the of the fad. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he says, uh, you guys brought up Final Fantasy X last episode. Wow, Corbin, you paid really close attention, man. My wife just borrowed that from her brother, played a few minutes of it, and turned it off and returned it to him because it was too weird. She said she thought the writers were on LSD while <laughs> writing the story. I never got got to witness the crazy, this crazy, awesome, dreamlike storytelling. Uh, it's an awesome game. <laughs> yeah, it she is. She should have continued on a little bit further. It's a, it's a really sad story, though. Yeah, like we talked about it on the last one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So overall, it's just a well-told story. It, I like the world of it, too, of Spira. Yeah, and isn't that uh, James Arnold Taylor? Yep. <laughs> that Titus, is, right. Yeah. yeah. That was Titus, the first. I think right? it's, it's actually pronounced Titus. It Titus? looks like Titus, but I think Whatever. that was the first time I've heard of him as a, heard of him as a voice actor because it was such a big deal at Final Fantasy was getting yeah. voice acting in the game. And there was James Arnold Taylor. Little did I know that a few years later, he'd be playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he wraps things up by saying, I already have stomach trouble, so eating Taco Bell makes no difference. <laughs> 20 minutes on the toilet is nothing. <laughs> That's how you close out an email. <laughs> yes, that is. My God, Corbin, you know how to nail it. Uh, and of course, he says, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> so... Thank you, Corbin. Yes, we got a lot covered in this stuff to discuss. I know, man. Thank God we didn't have any comics. Yeah. It's already over two hours. And we haven't even scratched the surface of the comics yeah. yet. Well, that's probably because we went on a long tangent about Superman 64 and video games and stuff. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> and, uh, the Final Fantasy. Well, Final Fantasy, we probably could have gone on a little longer if I really wanted to geek out and nerd out. Because <laughs> I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. I'd probably put 10... I want to say it's actually in my top three of favorite Final Fantasy games because seven is my all-time favorite. Then I like four, but then six is really good. Six and ten is where I kind of debate on which one I like better, but I don't know. 
I've played them all, but I've only beaten. I've, the only one I didn't beat was three because I went made it to the last boss, or the, yeah, not the last boss. Yeah. It took forever to get to them, and I didn't <laughs> have a save point, and then I died at the boss. Like I gotta go through out. Like it took a few hours. Like uh, I'll get back to it eventually, and I still never have. <laughs> yeah, that that was the problem with me. Uh, with uh, Final Fantasy X, you know when you save. Um, God, what's the girl's name? The girl you fall in love with. Yuna. Yuna. You know when you uh, save her from that Seymour guy? Uh-huh. Uh, there's a boss fight right after that. <laughs> it's just like a regular boss fight. But I, for the longest time, I could not beat it. And we're talking months here. Wow. I couldn't <laughs> beat it for months. I tried every day. Um, so what I did was I, I just uh, got everybody to their limit breaks. Uh, yeah, I just got to level up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I got everybody to the limit breaks while leveling up. And then I, I just, like, one after the other, just like, the <laughs> whole limit breaks. Like, <laughs> That's a smart way to do it, though. Yeah, so... Oh man, that was fun. That was, but Final Fantasy III, that's one of the most depressing games I've ever played in my life. Forget Final Fantasy X. That one is depressing. Okay, here's here's the thing. You're talking about Final Fantasy III Japan version, or back when Final Fantasy VI originally came out on the Super Nintendo, it was called Final Fantasy III. The one where the world is destroyed. Yeah, it was Final Fantasy VI. Oh, okay. Well, Final Fantasy VI is one of the saddest games because you lose. Yeah, yeah. There's a point where you pretty much lose, and there's a you can lose characters for the whole game, or at least one character. Right, the right, right. Shadow. You can yeah. save them, but I didn't know that, and I didn't do it. So I it was one in my party the whole time that I lost. I was like, uh. <laughs> well, Final Fantasy VII is pretty sad too because it you end up being a fraud. Yeah, and you're not you're not Cloud. And your first love interest dies <laughs> pretty early. Oh yeah, Eris. Maybe we should put spoiler warnings out there for a game that's almost twenty years old. <laughs> well, you had twenty years to freaking play the damn yeah. thing. So if you haven't played it now, you probably never. So we'll just spoil you. <laughs> But, yeah, that one was sad. Well, I like the uh, Chocobos. Uh, Chocobos are awesome, especially the theme yeah. the Breeding the Chocobos, did you do that in 7? That was fun. To breed the gold Chocobo? No, I didn't, because I could never figure it out. <laughs> that was fun. It's like, it was pretty much spent out, like, most of the game doing that, too. It's a whole other game in itself. It, it was the same thing with uh, Final Fantasy X. Like, I couldn't figure out the sphere system. Mm, I love that system. That's one of my favorites. And, like, I was like, oh, man. So I just put stuff anywhere. And I realized, or I bought the strategy guide. And the, the strategy guide gives you... Um, yeah, like a poster uh, of it. A yeah, yeah. Grid, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. So, like, I I got up to the... Uh, what's the water football thing? Blitzball. Yeah, Blitzball. I got up to that part. You know when you're playing that big tank? Yeah. <laughs> up to that part and I restarted the whole game <laughs> and I played it again. And by the way, Blitzball sucks. Yeah, I, that I game sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chocobo breeding is much more fun than Blitzball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that game or whatever sucks. I totally agree with you on that one. <laughs> See, we even had a, a pretty okay lengthy discussion on Final Fantasy. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we should just start a Final Fantasy podcast. I'd totally be up for that. <laughs> give me an excuse to play him again yeah I mean I haven't played one since uh, Final Fantasy 12 or was it 11 or you did 12? play 13 
on the PS3? It's it's the one where uh, it's like a politi- more political story. Yeah, it's twelve, I think. Yeah, twelve. That has a lot of Star Wars <laughs> elements in there. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it, so like I was just like, oh man, this, this kind of sucks. Yeah, it was. It's not one of my favorites. It's still enjoyable though. What's the name of the main character? That's the thing. He was kind of weak. Uh, Van, I think his name was. Yeah, Van. Van. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't want him in my party to use, but it's like I gotta use kind of have to use in yeah, a Final yeah. Fantasy game. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did, did I play? No, I didn't play thirteen. I like thirteen a little better than twelve, gameplay wise. What kind of story is it? Story was uh, I, is it a political one? Like a little one? bit, yeah. But I didn't. The supporting characters weren't that great. The main hero, the girl Lightning, she was the best one. Maybe two other characters. The rest weren't. Yeah, there's a couple of annoying characters in there. It's like uh, I don't want to be him. And there's portions of the game where you have to be certain characters. <laughs> oh, you, you have to be certain characters yeah. at certain times. Yep. Oh, but it looks awesome. <laughs> so I can't wait for 15 though. That looks really good. You gotta get a PS4 though. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'll probably come out on both. I think. Just like that that game, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. The the most recent one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. The Phantom like, Pain. Yeah, yeah, that game is so short. Oh wait, no, that's the the prologue to the Phantom Game. I think what was it called? Ground Zero Mid or something Zero? Ground Zero was it or? It's like cause... something Zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you start in start off in like a prison camp or something. Thinking I... was so. I mean. Is it that's like the first part, right? So they're yeah. gonna release another one. But you yeah, the main the, game, other one. the main game's coming out, yeah. <laughs> that's like a leading. So so I bought a prologue then. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably didn't know that when you bought it. Oh, well, well, I got ripped off. <laughs> For one thing, I didn't know what was going on because I don't follow the story that close. Even if you do, <laughs> for Metal Gear, it's one of the most convoluted stories and games out uh, there. You gotta know so much to understand. Yeah, yeah. When Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, they created like a special, like kind of an app thing for the PS3 that you downloaded that has like pretty much an encyclopedia of Metal Gear that I referenced that a lot when I was playing Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah. uh, Like, I didn't know what was going on, and I thought you could just shoot your way around. (laughs) So I was just like shooting my way around, and like I died. (laughs) I know you had to sneak. That's the whole. A point of, or you can actually play the game where you, if you can, you don't have to kill anyone. You can just sneak your way around and like knock people out. Or go, you can go through the whole game that way if you wanted to. Oh, really? Or challenging, but it can't be done. <laughs> yeah, I I really need to research video games before I buy it. Yes. <laughs> because I don't know. I kind of got feel like I got ripped off with the. Well, you don't have to worry about that with Arkham Knight. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or that. Freaking Silent Hill game. <laughs> no, I wouldn't uh, mind a Arkham Knight prologue though, <laughs> just to get more. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, Silent Hills. It's Silent of... Hills. No. <laughs> that. That. I think it was a demo, but like, that one was scary. It was actually scary. <laughs> like I had to stop playing it. Wow. <laughs> I know that's what they're known for. Because well, the other ones weren't so scary, but this one was really freaky. Like you're just going through like essentially a hallway. The hallway changes. 
Yeah, I don't like playing games like that. <laughs> I don't like being freaked out. No, you have to play it. Oh, you don't have a PS4, right? No. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note, that's our podcast. So, uh, Again, just sorry for my broken leg. <laughs> I know, Tim. You apologize to each and everybody. Every one of our listeners. Again, I said broken leg. It's not broken. <laughs> it's just <laughs> sore from being stupid and falling down some few steps. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, just uh, go over to Tweaked, Tweaked Audio is our sponsor, or the sponsor for TBU. So just go over there, uh, check out the headphones over there, and if you choose to buy one, uh, just enter the promo code TBUCAZ and you can get uh, 33% off your entire order and free worldwide shipping. So just go over to TweakedAudio.com and uh, also just go over to the BatmanUniverse.com.net, <laughs> the BatmanUniverse.net. Um, and you can follow the Batman Universe on Facebook at facebook.com slash Batman Universe or on Twitter and the Batman, and the Twitter handle is at Batman Universe. Man, I'm really screwing this up. <laughs> Come on, you can get through it. You can make up for it with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Twitter handle is at Batman Universe. And you can follow us on Twitter. And Tim's Twitter handle is at TimG311 or 311. The, the number is 311. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. I had to throw it in there. Yes. <laughs> and you can follow me at Dane says banana. I don't tweet though. You did reply to one of my tweets though, so that was oh, yeah. first in a long time. <laughs> but nobody else can see that except for you. So. And whoever follows you. Oh. No. <laughs> so you can see Dane's <laughs> replies. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, you can also review us on iTunes. So. Um, Please review us on iTunes. We're at 11. We just want 12. We want an even number. Because it just makes the world great. <laughs> I think we said it keeps it in balance. The last oh, it keeps it in balance. <laughs> just like a force. You need to keep the force in balance. You know. Uh, so yeah, rate and review us. And if you would like to send us an email, you can send us an email at batfanswithoutpants at gmail.com And Tim mentioned this earlier, and Tim promised you that you will get more tw- posts, Facebook posts. Yes, that oh. is the correct term. I was about to say tweets. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. So with that, like we always say at the end of each and every podcast, we love you, everybody. We love you so much. Just remember, don't ever feel lonely in life because... Tim and Dave love you. So with that, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.